Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up, Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry it. And if they don't, demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls. Oh. I know a lot of our listeners have, have had one of these. And if they haven't, they're going to now. They're missing out. They're missing out. It's a healthy, delicious, amazing, fresh acai bowl with tons of fruit and organic like ingredients. They've got five locations in Southern California. From Huntington to San Clemente and all in between. Two in Hawaii. Two in Hawaii for that, those on the North Shore. And, um, you know, come support these guys. They have amazing Asahi bowls and they support the West Coast board riders and a lot of the surf events up and down the coast. And they've made it a lot easier With to get them. They've got their own app now. That's right. Go to your app store and download Bonsai Bowl app and you can pre-order, pre-pay and just go pick up. Cut cut through the line. And for our listeners of the Late Night with Chalky podcast, you're going to get 15 off your next bowl. A 15% discount off yes. Bonsai Bowls. That's insane. Um, so make sure to mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast and you get 15% off That's at right. Bonsai Bowls. And one of our other favorite restaurants, oh, Caliente, Caliente OC. Caliente Southwest.com. They offer healthy Mexican style food with local uh, organic ingredients. Family owned. Family owned. Their phone number is 949-515-0909. And our listeners get 15% off there as well. Yeah. So mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast and get 15% off at Caliente OC. And both these guys are great at catering events. So you could use them for a shop event, corporate event, birthday event, wedding, all of the above. They love to party. And last but not least, we are super stoked to welcome Olo Clip as a new sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. What is Oloclip? Uh, they make the original mobile lens system for your phone. So these can make clips that hold the lenses, the cases that are designed to make it really easy to get the clip on the phone. So check them out at oloclip.com. And for all the Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners, they get 10% off. That's, that's huge. Huge. So at checkout, the code is SURF10, that's S-U-R-F, the ten. number 10, and you get 10% off Oloclip. And you guys got to check check out our Instagram. We're going to be posting pictures with these wide, in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish eye, all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone. And for you uh, rich dudes out there, like late night, they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iPhone 11s. What? What? Epic. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome tonight with Chalky Podcast. Welcome. We're sitting down with a good friend, Ripper, Sean Wardo Ward. 
Ex-Ripper. Ex-Ripper. Still <laughs> a ripper. With Come board on. management. But now he's uh, part of the family. V2? V2. V2. Take two. Take two. Well, we'll, we'll dive into all that, you know, mm-hmm. up to date. But um, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's funny that we're sitting here now because I grew up wanting to be Jay Larson and surf like him. And yes. he had, he had the, I remember the first time I saw Jay was when, um, hey, he rolled your, up. Do with, your doors open wider? Cause I don't know if we're going to be able to get him out of here. <laughs> oh my after, God. After those compliments. Oh, uh, he was with Rizal. Uh, this is back when I was probably like 16 or something. And I heard his name. I knew who he was. And then he rolled up in a BMW. So that was a huge deal at the time. It was a BMW wagon. And I was like, oh my God. Not, this guy's not a got monster a, truck, huh? All this sleep, guy's got all a sleep. BMW. And he Listen had like, to Dr. Dre, probably. Yeah, he had some Dre going or something. He had like three brand new boards in his car. And they were just like, I was like, okay, this is like, this is what it is right here. And you were how old? I, I don't know. It must have been like 16, 17 when I first like, actually like was seeing yeah. Jay. You know what I mean? I knew yeah. who he was, but I didn't like, I didn't I wasn't surf a, with him. When you were like, yeah, young mm-hmm. in that, that, your guys's kind of group, I was kind of not around Traveling. that much. Yeah, yeah. You know? true. So, mm-hmm. so come and go. So t- take us to the very beginning of uh, your surfing experience. Where how old were you when you started? and Who got you into? So it? surfing was like my brother. I have an older brother that's three years older than me, and him and his friend surf. It was like my brother Ryan Carlson. It was like all these like just like Huntington guys. Jack yeah. Olson, probably you guys probably remember yeah. Jack. And yeah. they uh, we lived at Twenty First Street Huntington. Um, and we would surf the cliffs. We actually surfed Golden West Street, and we'd surf Golden West Street shore break. I don't yeah. know how like we even managed to find like I don't know. So I stood up. I was I was just bodyboarding, and then my brother got into surfing. I was standing up on a bodyboard. Yeah. And then um, we were skating, and I was skating to school. I went to Smith, um, Dwyer, and Huntington. So it was just kind of like a way of life. We didn't yeah. really have much else to do. It was like skateboard, surf. And like that was pretty much it. Like yeah. that's, there oh, wasn't bl- a lot of options. It, like, it's, bl- like, it's blowing out. Like every afternoon, you want to go play basketball, you know, yeah. like or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always doing, you yeah. know, filler. So your, your brother helped you. My brother helped me, and then I was just hooked. Like I was the surf kid. Like I, if you talk to anybody that was like around the pier around like those days, what was it? That's so long. It's hard to come here. It's hard to come up with years. But I was like a like a surf like. I lived in the ocean. I yeah. would surf Northside Huntington. You were like, frothing. Before school, after school, before school, after school. Two yeah. sessions a day, up at six. Ride my bike with the surf racks. Go surf before school. This is in junior high even. Yeah. yeah. I would surf before school in junior high. Right when I got out of school, grab my bike, put the board on. I didn't care about like girls. I didn't care about anything. I just wanted to surf. I was it's like, it. and it's funny, you just watch surf videos. And that's how we knew who Jay was because yeah. we were watching Taylor Steele videos. We were watching Lost videos. Um, it was funny. Yeah, voluptuous. Like the Lost movies were really big at that time too. Yeah. And then obviously like Kelly Slater, Black and White. Um, There's a lot of good video yeah, back then. I remember so I they were emerging. Up. What was your first uh, surfboard? Do you remember? My first surfboard. I think I just had borrowed ones. Um, my dad had some like hand me downs. And your then dad my brother, too, right? my dad surfed too. Yeah. Um, and then I had uh, my brother would have hand me downs, and I had some docks. Yeah. Doc uh, shaped me like two custom boards. And you just have like one or two boards a year and just make them. I remember, I think I had like a nose guard on one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Diamond test, bro? Yeah. And <laughs> I have OCD too. So, yeah, I was like, clean them up. I clean them up like every two sessions. I would like clean the wax. And Isn't I was that one of those. Thing? My yeah. grom's into that right now. I got, I got him one of those pickles. Like, to, like. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Clean your board because, you know, he's, yeah. all, he's all, oh, it's dirty. I got to re-wax it. And I'm like, good on you. Do I mine too. I don't Go change do the on my board after <laughs> Give him some good I do it like once or twice a year. Yeah, a you're bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen you got some dirty wax on there. I've seen you, got a, a wax, you wax to the tail, right? I wax to the tail. Yeah, yeah, no tail Boo. pad. No tail pad. Oh, my gosh. Boo. It's so funny. So, obviously, you got really good. When, when did you uh, start competing? Yeah. I don't know if I got really good. I was just like... It was, it was when I met, it's funny because you had Timmy on before, but Timmy Reyes and his dad actually really helped me out and understand like the next step. Cause my dad lived overseas. Mm. My mom worked, um, at like a, a makeup store, like nine to five every day. So it was like, kind of like me and my brother and then my brother was surfing, but he wasn't super into like the competitive thing. He surfed yeah. cause he just liked to surf. So when I met Timmy and his dad and they were kind of like, Oh, you're pretty good. You want to like compete. And they actually kind of showed me a little bit more about. Took you under the I had to kind of do, learn it on my own a little bit because my dad wasn't around. Like here, the comments at work. Here, you know, do these yeah. do these events, and did yeah. they help you get to them and stuff? No, they. The, I don't know if they helped me get to them, but, but they they actually did help me get to them. But they, um, Timmy just showed me like, oh look, this kid has sponsors. He has like these team managers hanging out. He's going on trips. Like, oh yeah. maybe I could like kind of get in yeah. on this. I was actually just kind of like the tagalong kid. Yeah. And then, like, Micah Byrne was already, like, the man. I was like, oh, my God, that's Micah yeah. Byrne right there. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, was I was actually, hand. like, the, the random kid that was hanging out with those guys, like, trying to Come up. figure it out. And then the, the, my early season of the NSSAs was, like, I was, like, the third, fourth, fifth, because it was, like, you had Bobby Martinez, you had Timmy Reyes, you had uh, Micah Byrne, Anthony Petruso at that time. So I was, like... Just under those guys, my whole... That's kind of why I like you, you know? Yeah. I was kind of in that like, same like, third, fourth like, realm, you know? Yeah. I get waxed by these guys every contest. I'm like, yeah, yeah contests suck. No, I'm just kidding. No, but my breakthrough is kind of funny to say, but my breakthrough is when Peter Townen was doing the um, the junior high surf team at Dwyer. Yeah. And Jai Townen was my good friend. So me and Jai were really close. And uh, PT's like, hey, I'm going to coach you at some events. And so PT kind of taught me how to surf a heat. Huh, I didn't know how sick. to surf a heat. I would just yeah. paddle out there and just, I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. Epic. And then PT actually taught me how to surf my first heats. And then I won um, a national junior high title. Wow. The year Bruce Irons won, um, Bruce Irons won the open men's and I won the junior high title. And I was like, oh, I was like getting a photo with Bruce. I have it. I have to find it. But yeah. I was like, I'm in a photo with Bruce. Um, and like a couple other people who won, but I was like, oh yeah, like me and Bruce, we won the nationals. Like, that's oh, that's, that's cool. That's, that's the next day. something to say right there. Yeah. And it was that's PT was, was on the beach with like a towel 
Yeah. And whistling, and he was telling me where to go because I never waited for sets. I would just turn the first wave I saw. Yeah. So he was like telling me where to sit and stuff. We still joke around about it when I see him. Um, yeah. But that's kind of, and then Jai Townen. Where do make it a, to the outside? Yeah. Why are you turning halfway still through? The same, right? <laughs> and then Jai Townen, um, the Townen family helped me a lot too. They were like, you know, a PT knew the game in and out. And yeah. um, he, I would always ask him questions. He's done a lot for American. For sure. You know, amateur, professional yep. surfing. Like, Such a big influence on yeah. the industry. And We've talked to a lot of people. Competitive surfing and the sport in, in general. Yeah. 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 He's a freaking pioneer. Yeah. Pioneer. Yeah. And that's what he's amazing. Thank him enough. Mr. Pink, we're coming after yeah. you, bro. Yeah. No, for sure. I think someone was like, not not hating on him, but said something about him. That wasn't bad or wasn't good, but I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, no, PT's the man. Like, yeah, the man. Like, he's definitely the yeah, man. Come on, like. So tell us. Uh, what was your first sponsor? Yeah. Um... Man, I think I was just like on the free clothes, like C team for like, at like three different companies. I was just like, oh, like, I think my first real sponsor was probably like Mindless Reaction. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mindless Reaction. It was like on a 11th street by the liquor store in a, uh, 11th and Acacia. Yeah. And uh, I would ride my bike over there and Rudy, um, Rudy was his name. Okay. I don't know where Rudy is now. I'd like to, to link up with them. I don't know. Wellsy rode for Mindless yeah. Reaction Wellsy and like, yeah. they would give us like 25 t-shirts <laughs> and like two hoods and we would be just like what like yeah, yeah. i don't Sticker, think they made shorts clear. and like they didn't make shorts or trunks at our size yeah. and we just like got but they had stuff. ads in the mag yeah <laughs> and, and i would just go over there and pick up my stuff and i put a sticker on my board and i was all proud nice it's funny i was just like super like stoked on it and then um and then my uncle so when i got a real sponsor my uncle knew paul gomez okay so my uncle because my uncle was We're in the industry gary. yeah okay. gary ward yeah so my uncle's like hey i'm gonna send you into hurley you're gonna meet this guy uh paul gomez or not hurley billabong it was billabong, yeah, billabong at the time. time i say hurley out of habit yeah. yeah and then so i went and uh me and my brother my brother actually helped me do it i went and uh printed out and made a resume myself right so i put like you know my my the i did a one sheet of this and i printed out a bunch of eight by ten photos um, and I sat in the, um, the, what's it called? The reception area, reception area for like 45 minutes waiting for this guy, Paul Gomez to come out. Right. Yeah. So intimidating. So he, so he was busy. And then my brother was in the, I don't know. My brother hey, was bro, doing something. And then, I get sponsored. Yeah. It's just so funny thinking about that now that I, I had this little binder and I showed him my, my thing and he's like, all right, yeah, go get some clothes in the warehouse and here's some stickers. Just put me on the team. So I was like, cool. sick. I'm on the team. Like it was right then. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're on. And he's like. Sent me to the warehouse. I'm like going yeah. through the warehouse, and I had to build a line on my board. And they made shorts oh. in your size. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, yeah, you you had a, probably an out of body experience when when he said, "Yeah, go to the freaking warehouse and grab some shit." Oh, hundred percent. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it, like what other kids? You know, what other youth sport? Are you getting kickbacks like that? Like free clothes and I don't stuff, know. Nah. skateboarding. You well, know? no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's meant more, yeah. more collegiate, like traditional yeah. sports. Yeah. You know, like to go. You don't do that in soccer. You don't no. do that in baseball. No. You don't do that. There's yeah. no like NCAA regulations in surfing, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. what do you want? You but, want like, hey, you want this, that? Like, there's, there's no regulation. But to get that, yeah, some, some clothes, have that sticker mm. on your board, and just you know, be able to like cruise the, the beach. Like the day you know, after I, you go to school, you're like. What's up? <laughs> but, but I think it raises the level of your your, your surfing. You know, like you you're like, yeah. dude, I I got I I, I got a rip now even harder yeah. because I got stickers on my board. Sean yeah. walks on campus like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's Bill Bong. <laughs> All right, form. Yeah. Oh wow. And then no Huntington Surf and Sport too. Huntington Surf and Sport uh, was one of my first sponsors. Yeah. Yep. HSS. Uh, HSS and was then, it Ben uh, Will, the team manager back then? It might have been Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because they switched around a couple times, you know, throughout the thing, and that was a big deal. You know, I was like, hey, I'm on Huntington Surf and Sport. Like, yeah. What up, Sugar Shack? 
Yeah, Sugar Shack. The Turner you, is actually you fucking Huntington Beach <laughs> locals, man. Yeah, you guys live the charmed fucking life. Yeah, you know? but no, but we were grindy though too, because I think now oh, you were totally grindy. But you were. I look at spoiled as fuck. I look at kids now though, <laughs> and I, I'm, I don't want to put them all in a box because there's still the kids that have that drive yeah, and stuff. But yeah. like, dude, I woke up at six in the morning on my own and put my wetsuit on and go surf. Like, yeah. Yeah. I rode my bike like every day, like yeah. no matter what. I jumped on that bike and just went. You gotta bring JJ over here, bro. Yeah. yeah right? So. JJ yeah, Jr. needs Dad, to Dad, my suit's uh, kind of wet. Well, <laughs> put it on. Dad, I, I need a new board. Oh I just got a day in mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Turners were a big part of my um, my childhood. Oh, Brandon Tipton. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, those were the guys I looked up to. It wasn't yeah. always the best role models, but they were really like... <laughs> Good people. They're great people. And they charged. charged. And uh, I would jump in Timmy Turner's Volvo. And like even one day, um, I'll tell a funny story, he... Uh, he handed me the keys and I was 15. I hadn't had my driver's license yet. I only drove like a car like twice in my life. And he had me drive home from like lowers. <laughs> and I didn't know what I was doing. And I, but I wanted to be show off. So I was with Timmy. So yeah. Timmy yeah. drives the keys. He's a little older than me. I was like, okay, yeah, I got this. And I was just like, I don't even know how but I got Did home. you even practice? Yeah, Timmy's like, you're fine. I had drove like maybe twice in my whole life. I didn't have my driver's license. I'm driving on the Never road. on the freeway. Driving Timmy's Volvo. That's that's <coughs> that's so Timmy though. He's just like But not even on the freeway. He's right? like, you yeah, got practice this. on the freeway. Like, yeah. Not a yeah. not a worry in the world. Yeah, he didn't even care. And yeah. that was the cool thing about the Turners. They kind of just like made you like a little bit more like uh gritty, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you kinda like they like make you like grow up real quick. Dude. Yeah. They, Ryan Turner too, you know, Ryan would take me surfing and stuff. Yeah. He picked me up in this sick Cherokee, it had it like a Cherokee, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, this thing is like, it had like leather, and he put on like West Side Connection, like rap music, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, no, he was like smoking a cigarette, you know, and I'd be like, oh, like, I, I couldn't smoke because I hated cigarettes, I smoked cigarette. I'm like, oh, I can't smoke a cigarette, yeah. like, it makes me sick, you know? So crazy. But those guys are just like the sickest when yeah. I was growing up, is Tipton, the Turners, Flying Squirrel, Timmy Rays, like those ben, the guys. What's that kid's name? Ben... Ben Knight? Ben Knight, yeah, yeah. Ben Knight. Funny squirrel. Wow, all those good, guys. Good, good yeah. Call. Yeah. So those yeah. are all the, all the guys I looked up to. I looked Jesse up to the Edwards. bad and the good of uh, all of them. Yeah. So you kind of get you down the. Nichols the is, a lot, is a lot older than you? Or? Yeah, Nichols, yeah. Was, Nichols was almost like. like Two. He was already. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like hang out with Nichols. You know, he was way older. He yeah. was hanging out with Jay. Well, I'm, I'm way older than him, so I'm really old. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let's not even talk about you. Let's not talk about Yeah, yeah. back in black and white TV days <laughs> and like single fans. Lyndon and... surfs know. like Aki. He surfs like Aki if you guys haven't seen him surf. Did we'll you hear that? Did you hear that, you guys? We'll have to get a hey, filmer hey, on him I one of these days. <laughs> so, so, amateur surfing all through high school, right? Yeah, all through high school. Um... I went to Indonesia. I kind of like just figured out trips, you know, hey, borrow. I, I learned how to get like, actually all my my stuff I did in high school, junior high and all my surfing stuff trained me for what I do now. So yeah. I was already managing it myself. I was like, hey, Villabon, can you, how about you pitch in a thousand bucks? And then well, you're already negotiating for yourself. So I was kind of negotiating these trips. And yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to give you these photos and I'm going to like, Tom Carey's going to shoot. Yeah. Um, who, just who stuff like that. And I was actually. this knowledge? Did you just. I was watching these guys. I was watching, yeah. I was watching Jay and Micah and Timmy. Um, you but, know, Timmy was writing for like O'Neill and had Garth Tarlow like building out like full like plans for him. And he was yeah. going to Maldives doing like. Timmy was out trying to qualify for the QS, and I was just trying to get out of the country. Yeah, you know, like they were so far ahead of like where I was. Yeah, like I I wasn't competing doing QSs and traveling the world doing stuff. I was kind of like 
Going on going, photo trips. Yeah. yeah, and then I think I started doing, uh, I went to the East Coast. So you went to the East Coast. <laughs> what, um, uh, ECSE, Virginia no, Beach? used to have um, Anglet, New Jersey. Yeah, it was like Belmar, New Jersey, Sea Isle, Atlantic City. Um, Jersey's fucking amazing. Yeah, Kitty Hawk. And they used to have an East Coast leg, so it would be like a, you'd spend a month on the East Coast. And you could do pro juniors, and you could do uh, smaller QS events. So I would, I got a credit card. Me and my mom got a joint credit card. My mom like credited the thing so I could ha- share the credit card. So I just started going to these events, and I ended up doing like super good in a bunch of them. I was like, how old finals, were you? Semis like eighteen, nineteen. Wow. So I hadn't even traveled the world doing QSs yet. I was just kind of like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna do regional stuff and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and, and you, that's when were I, you already graduated from high school? I was already graduated from high school. Okay. And then so I went to... And your <laughs> your motivation was to become a professional, professional surfer. Professional surfer, okay. right? But I had, I had some sponsors. I maybe was making, what, like like 500 bucks. But then I had like some incentives and I was getting like a little... And then, so I was like, hey, I'm going to go win prize money. And then I saw like what Ryan Simmons was doing and all those guys. I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to go do this. So I just partnered up with friends and, um, and started just doing the regional stuff. And then I think I had... I made like made some finals on the East Coast, and I made money. I, I think I've I left the East Coast one year with like five thousand dollars in cash. Damn! So and, they like, paid, and they paid you out in cash. They paid you out in cash. You Hundred dollar bills, yeah. y'all. Yeah, so I was, at, I was at like Virginia Beach, like sitting with like three grand, like stashing it in between the bed, like hey, I hope like no one steals this. Go to the next event. Um, That's gotta feel amazing. Yeah, so I actually went out, and then then. Um, who are you writing for? Do you remember? Uh, Hurley. I was. I switched over to Hurley. Jeff Hurley was my team manager. So wait, um, from mindless reaction to Hurley. Billabong. Remember? Oh yeah. I signed with Billabong, and when Billabong switched to Hurley, you switched they with them. me with them. They're like, hey, going to go to Hurley with with us. It was kind of just like the way it was. Yeah. I didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of when I got into the contest thing, and I started building out. Like I, I remember, I saw. Um, I'll tell a funny story. Uh, I saw Adriano D'Souza from my balcony before he was Adriano D'Souza and he was on a wave in Virginia Beach and I was drinking my coffee in Virginia Beach and I saw this little Brazilian kid on a wave. You're like, holy crap. And that afternoon I went for a run. Because so I was like, okay, okay, there's levels to this game. Like, yeah. this kid's going to smoke me. Yeah, this kid just and came over from yeah. all the way from Brazil to one foot Virginia Beach. Yeah, Yeah. so I was like, I guess I want to say maybe I was pretty far ahead on like, hey, I'm doing yoga, I'm stretching, I'm running, I'm jumping rope. All yes. that back then. Yeah, back then, back in like... You were, you were already training. starting to train. I was super into the training. Because none of your peers are training, no. right? They're yeah, just was, partying yeah. and surfing. Yeah, I was like eating like chicken with salad and like just, I was trying to like eat healthy, train... Like, of course, I would... So you weren't following the footsteps of Jay Larson. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? I was ripped like a green uh, god over there, bro. I was like at Equinox, like swimming in a pool or something. Dude. I remember I talked to him a couple... He said he was at some, like, high society place getting massages and stuff. I don't know. What Los Caballeros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's some nice, like, place. Was, like, yeah, some resort, place. you know? Yeah. But anyways, and then when I saw Adriano and, like, the level to it, I was like, okay, well, this thing, this thing I got to, like, really rev it up here. So yeah. I went, like, all in. I just, like, was like, hey, I'm going to max out my credit cards. I'm going to put my head down, and I'm going to make this surf thing work. And I think when it paid off was when I got second at Steamer Lane. Um, it was a QS event. I think it was, like, a 2000. So it would be a two-star at that time. Remember, they had one-stars, two-stars, yep, all the way stars. to five. Yeah, so I did this... <clears throat> this um, which is an amazing contest to yeah. final in. Yeah, and then I beat Rob Machado in the final, and Kieran Horn won, but I beat Rob, and then Chris Drummy got fourth. This is when Drummy wow. was still really... This yeah, is yeah, when yeah. Drummy was Drummy, and then um, <clears throat> it was funny because Drummy was coaching me, 
as a friend because we were friends because he was doing like the Arnett team or whatever. And then yeah. when it got to the semis, he's all, hey, I can't coach you anymore because I, I got to compete too. Yeah. Um, I finaled that event yeah. with Drummy too one year. What year was that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, PPL won, Rufo got second, Drummy third, I got fourth. Lars should know all the finals because you could probably count them in one hand. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> no, with with fingers that. to like spare. Uh, I only remember the good things. So yeah. um, and then then that year, I actually got a contract with uh, with Hurley. Jeff Hurley's like, hey, we're going to get you a contract. And he gave me like, I think it was like $1,700 a month. Wow. He gave me because I, I finaled. As your salary. He's like, hey, you had a good year. You competed. I made a bunch of finals. Like in, uh, I made finals in juniors, finals in QS events, and I kind of like came out of somewhat nowhere. If you didn't know, like if you weren't from my area, yeah, you weren't groomed as as you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. youth, like oh, yeah. this guy. I wasn't the Bobby. It was all about Bobby, yeah. Timmy. Um, Brett was still not even Brett yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get into that whenever you want to, but. Uh, and then that's when I got actually like a real contract and I started my surf thing. I started, wow. with, a, I started with a credit card, full dedication, and then like making heats. That's how actually my career yeah. started. And yeah. mentally preparing yourself to be better than than mm. you could be, right? Because you saw the talent level of this Brazilian kid. You're like, you realize, man, my talent alone isn't going to get me what this guy already has. So you got to step it up in other Right, like For your sure. fitness, your health, yeah. your mind, mm -hmm. like that's how you're gonna beat them. Yeah, you know, 100%. not just through, not just through uh, talent, but through you know surfing. Yeah, the whole mindset is I never wanted to lose based on physical, like not being able to be mm -hmm. physical enough. You know, get, being tired in the heat or just being winded or you know not being able to catch miss a wave. Like I didn't ever want to have that excuse. Mm -hmm. Like why did you lose yeah. that heat? couldn't catch the wave, I couldn't make it, you know, like, yeah. if you could wipe that out of your kind of, like, psyche, psyche, and it's just strictly, like, ability, and, and you know, obviously catching the right waves, it, it makes it a lot easier, but, um, that's you, we got phones ringing on the podcast, by the way, yeah, yeah. my daughter, voicemail her, do you want to get it, <clears throat> um, no, no, for sure, I think it was, it was a few things, because I was, I didn't have, like, technical support, so I, I didn't know what, and I don't think a lot of people did at that time. Yeah. You either had good technique or you didn't. My technique was horrible. I had like a few <coughs> things I could do, but I didn't have like the right technique. I didn't know how to watch surfing properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't even know how to, I, I would watch surfing, but I would just kind of like, I didn't know what good technique was and bad technique was. I didn't have a mentor there. I never right. had like a coach or like someone telling me. So I just kind of would like, oh, I like the way Andy does this. I like the way Mick Fanning does this. And I kind of just like, Try and see stuff and then put it together. Yeah. You weren't, Nick does you weren't watching somebody videoing you and rewatching footage. No, didn't yeah. even watch myself surf. I didn't. Hmm. There's no filmers. Yeah, like that's what people don't. Really, people like. Lar hogged it up. All the no, filmers. I, I didn't have a filmer. I couldn't. I didn't. Silly like Dave. A, you could have had Silly Dave, but yeah. Lar. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maximized his time. <laughs> there was like no. There was SK. a couple of guys. Yeah. SK was a sick filmer, but I would only get filmed. If I was surfing with one of the boys, then I would get a couple a clip or two, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, it doesn't look right." Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'd be like, "Okay, I'll, I'll like post this clip." Or we didn't even post. You didn't talk about yourself. No. Yeah. If you talked about yourself on social networking, people would be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. yeah. Like delete that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Crazy. We, you weren't. You didn't promote yourself. No. Well, self promotion was like like the most like uncool thing you could ever do. Right. Talk about something that you did. All Which the, is on, totally on opposite of what it is now. <laughs> yeah. Totally opposite. For all the to now, to now and I, to today, and I, I will ask that you know, like how how much 
harder or easier is it today to be a pro surfer? Well, you let's know? keep talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's Sean. one of the questions you got coming. You know, like, so well, my with, career's with, almost done. So it's <laughs> pretty short. So so, so so that East Coast tour, you won a, you you won a contest, made some finals, came back, got a got a sick contract with Hurley. Then what happened? Um, and then. I, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to go to um, some QS events, right? I'm going to go <clears throat> travel. I'm gonna, actually, I didn't travel to go to a QS event until I was like 23 years old. Wow. I worked my way up through all the – I was doing um, San Diego Pros, um, local regional fosters tour, Oceanside, um, East Coast. I was kind of yeah. like just regional forever. There was yeah. a, quite a few little like yeah, yeah, you're lucky $1,500 winner purses yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you're lucky you guys had that too. You know what was Waring's dad's? Uh, uh, yeah, he had his. He was running the the, the QSs at that time. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. even HB Surf Series and Surf Series, right? Yeah, uh, Seth Surf and Eba yeah. was throwing. Yeah, contests. where you? I mean, a local pro could do an event like mm-hmm. twice a month and you know make yeah. some extra scratch with not having to travel with a lot of expenses. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We need to bring that domestic tour back. Yeah. WSL. Well, for sure. <laughs> <You hear> that? <laughs> USA needs a domestic tour. So you you got on the. WQS. I was and then I was surfing against like Taj Burrow and like gnarly guys. And I was like, okay, this is like, I was getting smoked. But then I was like, I had a few events where I like did really good. I made like eight heats in Lockanau and made like round before quarters. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. But at that time. Who'd was, you travel with? Um, I traveled with uh, Timmy Reyes okay. on and off. But Timmy was on the CT already. Yeah. So Timmy was already CT guy. And it was funny because we're like. God, you are grown. So me and, me and Brett Simpson. Brett Simpson was was one of my travel partners. This other kid, um, Anthony Petruso, yeah, and then Nathaniel Kern. Me and Nathaniel Kern became really close friends, uh, and he Nathaniel Kern was just like a, just a natural talent. He just yeah. had it in his blood, you know. Like he could do an air three, he got a good backside, yeah, small wave wizard. So we kind of all would group up. We like four of us would stay in one room. Um, I'm missing a few people: Jesse Merle Jones, mm. Roy Powers, nice, um, and they actually and used to kind of all fight over who was staying with me because. I was like super. I was always on the good program. I didn't always have the results. I didn't. I, sometimes I lost a lot of first rounds. I lost like first rounds like so many times. But I was always on the really good program. I was like up early. I was doing like yoga and like I think I was even doing like ice baths and shit. Wow! Before Damn. It was, like, Before it's like it's cool. Now, now it's trendy as hell. Like, yeah. Yeah. Me and you don't, me own, and Timmy you don't were, own a Cairo around here. You know. Yeah. Me and Timmy were. Me and Ray's were doing like ice baths in his like bathtub up at his house over here. Like. In two thousand, like, whatever, seven wow. or eight, so fun. Yeah, we I, were I never have done thing. that. We were doing like hot yoga. Um, yeah, I was like, Lennon does hot yoga, yoga, but for other yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> but no. Now that I think about it, we were like pretty hol- we were pretty holistic. You know, yeah, that's now insane. It's super commercialized, and it's like kind of I don't I don't want to say trending, but it's definitely like super. But it's popular. a good trend to have. It's good. Yeah. I mean, anytime yeah. you could promote like healthiness and keep people you know positive yeah. and doing right things, it's like I mean, you look at guys when i was on tour you know late 20s you're pretty much wrap it up you yeah. know yeah, now there's sure. like well shit i yeah. could go into my late 30s if not 40s if you have yeah, the right social program. media for sure yeah. <laughs> no i used to travel with like a jump rope yeah and like stuff yeah and then we, i would just like kind of we obviously we didn't have all the access to the different training we might not have been doing the right training but i was into like we go doing runs whatever. Stretch, put a hood on, go jump rope, do some stretching. Like yeah. I was kind of into that stuff. So I think the guys appreciated that, you know, because they're all, we're all there for the same goal. Yeah. Um, but so I just tag teamed with all those guys. It would be like I'd be with Merle Jones. One year we had a 
Jesse Merle Jones, Bobby Martinez, and um, Bobby qualified that year. Bobby traveled with us that year. It was Merle and Brett Simpson on a couple of trips, and it was sick. Like, it was so funny because <laughs> I became friends with Bobby, and I looked up to Bobby a lot. I mean, he helped me out, too, with, like, ways of thinking and ways to approach things. Yeah. He was, like, super stubborn, but his stubbornness was, like, I feel like one of his strengths. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, like, feeding off each other and feeding off the people that you're around, I think, was really key at that point. It wasn't so segregated where now you see these kids going to contests and teenagers, and they're there with, like, their manager or their team manager and their parent. And the filmer. And, and they have blah, a filmer, blah. and everything's super segregated. But right th- at that time, there was a lot of, like, camaraderie yeah with the surfing you had to pull it off especially traveling i mean i remember the first few years it's like okay how many people can we fit in this car with our you know 80 board bags on top you know like we're we're gonna better buy the insurance because we're gonna dent the roof on (laughs) this thing for sure and uh you had a good posse too yeah we had good posses and that was the best thing it's like you know you you had to do it but mm -hmm. what made you choose certain events like on the qualifying series like i didn't yeah points or or like hey this is a place i wanted to go check out no i I didn't do the whole qs like so i would just do the events where there would be a few in a row so i'd be like okay hey you know i'm gonna more bang for your buck you can go go hit a a series yeah i'm gonna go out to europe and do like three or four events in a row or i'm gonna go there's two events in brazil back to back yeah um yeah the the qs was up and down you know like I, i would have events where I would do three first rounds in a row and I'm like, oh my God, the sky's falling. I suck. Like, and then all of a sudden you'd like win one and you'd be like, wait, wait, hold on. I just yeah. like won this event. Like, Hey, I still got it. But you know, like at that time, Emotional I, roller I look back at like what I was doing then and I'm like, oh man, if I could just like teleport, grab the different boards, approach it different. Yeah. Like, and, and keep in mind there wasn't priority. So yeah. like when the Brazilians got on tour and on the QS back then, there was no priority. So yeah. if you, if you didn't have a good start and a heat, start of the heat, yeah, like they just pretty be- much like that back the fifteen minutes. If your f- first five minutes of the heat didn't go well, and you weren't like a really good hassler, I wasn't like a good hassler. Yeah, like you were, you were like you were skank. Yeah, like it was, it was gonna go. You were, had to grind it out or maneuver around. Um, How long did you do the QS for? <clears throat> so I don't want to say I kind of took some time off. Like I would, there'd be times where I'd be like, hey, I got ten G's on my credit card. I'm going to go do these San Diego pros down in San Diego and I'm yeah. going to win two G's every time. I'm going to go down and win these things or make a final. I treated the San Diego pros. Like, like, your, account? Account? I don't know like your work? The, the San Diego pros are. It was yeah. like there'd be a, an amateur event on Saturday and a pro event on Sunday. Yeah. They still do it. So, so Saturday night I was putting my boards together. I'd pack my car. I'd get my food together. I'd go down like solo. I'd be like, okay, I got to pay my credit cards off. So good mindset win. to have, yeah. Yeah. motivation. Like. That's pretty rad. So I'd win two Gs, and people were like, "Oh, you just won two Gs." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's going towards my credit card." Yeah, it's already spent. Out yeah. to go to Europe earlier this year, yeah. or whatever. So that was kind of like my pro career. It was like borrowing money, dude, like Vegas every time. Yeah, like, dude, but wasn't like, that fun? Doubling down. Like you're, you're, you're a kid. Like <laughs> you I got mean, the experience. You know, obviously, want bills, but at the same time, like you didn't have any worries. You knew you had debt and stuff mm. to pay, but you knew you were going to yeah. get it handled. For sure. Yeah. It's just like win. This contest or next, but, but how funny how yeah, funny hungry. of a situation hungry. is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. not just you, but how many surfers in general mm-hmm. and people, you know, in the in the real world always, you know, they don't understand like yeah. you know the pecking order, the the, the contracts, you yes. know, that, that youth get, the the support system and it, it's pretty mm-hmm. raw. And we interviewed um, uh, Daniel Norris, a baseball player, and he went straight to the minors from 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 they high school, do. 
Yeah. He was getting four hundred bucks every two weeks. That's that, it. That, or three hundred. Three or four hundred bucks. Yeah. Had to pay for his travel, had to pay for accommodations or whatever, and they'd have to move around. They they competed all around. Yeah. So he they did what you guys did. They had to pile in like four dudes or however many yeah. and 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 Eat ramen yeah. and just get there and, and and get it done for sure. And I think yeah. people see the the outcome, but they yeah. don't see the process to get to like where that is. And for sure, yeah. in those spots. So the process you, so you, is what we like to hear. Yeah. So you went, did the QS, got off, paid some bills, got back on. Yes, that was the kind of the pattern. And all of a sudden, the checks and balances aren't fully matching, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shoot, wait. Because you're not going actually, to school at all. No, nothing. I was like head down. I was like, I'm going to be a pro surfer. You're in the bubble. You're looking from the inside out. You're not yeah. looking from the outside in. Yeah. And now you look at from the outside in. I see people going through it today. And I'm like, oh, like, and I always try and give them good advice or just I, if anyone, sometimes I'll just go up to them and just start talking to them. Like people that I know that are making that transition. Yeah. And I'll just tell them like, good job or give them some kind of encouragement because they don't realize like it's like their first job and they're just like, oh man, like what am I doing? Like I should be surfing. I should be on the best wave and like. We'll get into that yeah. the next chapter, but it was kind of like, it you is see it, you so see hard. Through it, like yeah. it's not about you, bro. Like, yeah, it's not about you at all. Like no one cares about your wave. So what, <laughs> <laughs> no one cares that you got a barrel. So what was like your, your, your most accomplished contest so, or win? What was your favorite? Like? My career, my career, like pinnacle of my career was the, 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 like pretty much the end of my career. So by the time I think I was like ended 20, with a bang. Yeah. When I was 27, um, I had made some finals overseas and I made some finals. I finaled in some QS events. I'm like, Hey, I finaled that lower. It's like, what up? CJ Hobgood won. I made the final. Like, yeah. What's good. Like yeah. I made the finals uh, in Europe. I was like, dude, I just made a final in France. Like what up? Like, yeah. There's a lot of losses in between those. You know what I mean? I had a lot of record, but I <coughs> but when you're on, you're on. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was able to make some finals and then in 2008, after I made the finals in 2007, in 2008, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go all in. Like, I got super into, like, I was, like, reading books and just, like, I was super into my whole program and I was, like, obsessing about it and I was just, like, fully, like, almost like a ninja what samurai books? style. What books? Um, I read uh, Mind, Body, Mastery. It was, like, a book about, like, understanding your, um, like, your food you eat and, like, understanding your body and it was, like, just this cool concepts to think about. Huh. Um, it's basically, like, you make your own diet based off how you feel after you eat the food and just like real simple stuff and like you you kind of keep your own journal about like if you do this training and then you have a you do good in your sport then maybe that's the right training you should do yeah. or just simple yeah. self, self-awareness like and self-awareness like self-reflect and then, yeah, mind gym this other book mind gym um it was just like just kind of taking you through like cool chapters and stories about sports and how to like you know just like simple sports psychology stuff yeah. so i was reading and then i was just in a good place as far as like I was like confident and I had a, I had like one really good mayhem board. I had this board, it was like the Speed Demon 2, but it was a 6 1. I was running a board 6 1 on 510. So this board was huge. Was yeah. 3 8, 18 and a half. Um, and I went, I won the Shoe City Pro, which was a 2000 at that time. So I won my first QS event. I'm like, dude, I won an event. Like, what's yeah. up? Yeah. Where was I that went, at? It was at, uh, at Southside Huntington. Sick. Home, home court. Yeah, home court. And then that kind of like boosted my confidence. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on. And then I went to Brazil and I did a five star, which is like a six star now, right? And then I won the five thousand. I won. I won like twelve thousand dollars. I won a five star in Guadija. I was like, oh, it's on, like, yeah. dude, like I can turning point qualify. Like, yeah, I was, like, I was like in. I think I was rated like twenty third or thirty wow. or whatever. And I was like, dude, no, I could like do this. And I had this one board that was really good, and then the board kind of died. <laughs> 
and like I didn't know it was dead and I was trying to keep riding this board literally like this is my my year came down to this so I didn't have a bunch of boards yeah. yeah I had like two or three boards that actually were short boards and I was I was 23rd on the QS holy smokes I like four four short boards huh. what happened <laughs> like I, so I couldn't find this this board like died on me and then like my surfing kind of like I don't know what happened I just went through a funk and I just got smoked all Europe I went to Europe and just lost like all first rounds oh. mm. I was like damn like it just didn't work and then that same year in October, I lost all my sponsors. I had like Arnett, everything. And I was like, oh, I won two events this year. You guys are going to drop me? And it was like 2008. When right, when the market. The yeah. market crashed. Yeah. And I remember I was in Santa Cruz with like my last sticker on my board. And it was like Jack Surfboards. It was my last sticker on the board. It was like 300 bucks a month. And I had won two events that year. And I was driving home. And I was You're like, a wake-up call. I made, no, I made the quarters or the semis in Santa Cruz too. And I made a couple other... I had a few moments that year. I was like, hey, you know, I kind of, yeah. this is my best year I've ever After had. After you lost sponsors. Competing. It was that kind of during losing my sponsors. Okay. That year was my best year. And then that was kind of like my last full full year competing after that. It was like, hey, you won, you won some QSs, but your career's over. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had no sponsors. Credit cards maxed out. Like, my credit cards were just maxed. Like, I think I had like 20, so you had a, 23 a, grand in credit card debt. And I was just like trying to pay it off. And then that was the surfing left me with. Surfing left me with. Credit card a huge debt, interest rate of a lot of experience and ups yeah. and downs in life and i had a better understanding of like life kind yeah. of like it made, you, it made you grow up yeah. like quick for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah made you understand traveling and being independent and like just being, account- it on being accountable it's all on you you know mm-hmm. like you know there's nobody there to so hey, don't worry about it well i'll help you out and take care of it and so that was out. 2008 the 2008 okay yeah. and then you you just you kind of like so decided, hey. Um, Timmy Ray's helped me out a bunch. Timmy's like, hey, come live at my house. And so I live with Timmy right over here. You might have came over yep. a time or two. And Timmy's like, hey, just come live at my house and cruise and like help me out. Timmy was on the CT at that time. Um, and then he was recovering from like a knee injury and he had some things going on, like, you know, that he was dealing with. So I was like, hey, cool. So I would just stay at Timmy's house, take care of his place. I give him like 500 bucks cash and rent. Um, and I was kind of figuring it out. And then that's when I met um, Garth Tarlow. So Garth Tarlow was the, um, I owe Garth like so much. For yeah, a lot of people me. do. Yeah, yeah. Garth yeah. is just like a legend. Like that guy, like if I ever get rich, I'm going like, to just like give Garth like 10 grand. Like, hey, Garth, there's 10 Gs, man. <laughs> um, but Garth just basically, he met me through um, through Timmy and I became friends with Garth through Timmy. And then I was kind of like helping Timmy out as far as like just, just keeping organized and like kept the house in check. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of figuring out my next step in life. And I was still competing a little bit, but I was just, I was deflated. I yeah. had like no stickers. I was like freak. I was at events. I was like, wasn't surfing like I could. And so the guard's like, Hey, do you want to come and, um, and run my team at, at O'Neill? I'm going to go chase a world title with Jordy. So he was trying to win a world title with Jordy and on tour at that time. And it was like Corey Lopez, Timmy, Roy Powers, Jordy. He's like, Hey, you have the skills to, I think you could do really good in like sports marketing. Wow. So he actually believed in me and said, Hey, it's not going to be much, but I'm going to pay you like 36 grand a year. You're going to like and travel the world, which wasn't any money. Yeah. No, I wasn't traveling the world. He's all, you're going to like, yeah. And he just kind of like handed me a piece of paper and gave me like really good. Like, I remember I just be on Notes. the phone with Garth and Garth would just be like breaking down like, Gained, this is like what you need to do. Like, this is what you need to make sure. Yeah. Like, Damn. And Garth was make on sure tour. these guys show yeah. up. Make sure they do this. Keep them exactly. out of trouble. Yeah. Like just yeah. this you is know, how you do this. Them. This is how you handle this. This is how 
you know. He knows a lot, man. Garth is flights, know, been around. Oh, contests, yeah. boards, airplane, you know, all that For stuff. Sure. Yeah. And he had me this piece of paper, and he's all, "Hey, here's the team list." Um, this was in like 2010, I think. It was like the start of 2010, like January. And he said, "Hey, I'm going to Snapper in Oz with with Jordy. You're going to meet this guy. The guy Sean Moody, that was a marketing manager. Um, he's a really nice guy. Not Sean Moody, the surfer, but he's like a super nice guy. Yeah." Worked at O'Neill, and he's like, you're going to work with this marketing manager um, and this team here, and you're just going to kind of figure it out as you go. And he, Garth mentored me, and then, um, so I started running the O'Neill surf team. That was my first real job. Wow. Yeah. At what age? Um, Probably 27, maybe, yeah. around there. Um, my, my math is real fuzzy right now, but around there. <laughs> Pretty crazy, though, yeah. that, that you, you never had a job before in your life. Uh, no, I had jobs. I worked at Huntington Surf and Sport, and I sold surfboards. I remember that. And I, yeah, yeah. UCK used to come HSS in. HSS alumni. Yeah. Woo! HSS and yeah. Then, um, I worked at uh, a restaurant. Um, I bust tables. I was always, I always had like pretty good okay. work ethic. So I actually had two jobs at one point. I was working at Huntington Surf and Sport and busting tables, and I used the money to do surfing stuff. Of course, that was the way it was. Yeah, I bought boards, freaking. Did the whole thing. So yeah. I did have jobs, but that was like my first like real like career yeah. job. And yeah. definitely the first six months was like, whoa, whoa, like, yeah, I can't like go take a nap right now. Like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, right. <laughs> so for O'Neill, did you do traveling to events or so just the position just kind of kept evolving? So I kind of started brainstorming and Garth was kind of like Garth said two words to me, two, like one sentence to me that really changed. It kind of changed my life. Actually, he said do what you wish was done for you. Mm-hmm. That's what he told me. He looked at me in yeah. the face and said that. And he handed me a piece of paper and he took off to Australia. And I was like, <laughs> Garth, man, I you like, the, yeah. Dude. And I was like, with I was words of wisdom paper. And I was looking at this program and I was like, okay, so then, <laughs> so long story short, I just started building the position. I was like, okay, what do I want? Like I'm, I started building like this, like little ecosystem within it. Like, I was yeah. like okay, I'm going to build out content. And I got this like, I had SK and these filmer guys and I started building out content and filming and then obviously then I started supporting the Groms at events so I'd go to events and like coach the kids NSSAs WSAs Surfing Americas Surfing Americas and so I would go to the events and like coach the kids um, and like Steve Ward his um, kid Colt Ward was in on yeah. and then we had, so like, is that your cousin or no 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 relation okay but I would just like uh, so I, I definitely had like people around me like, kind of telling me like semi what to do but yeah. it was pretty open like job so then i started um just trying to like coach people like coach the the surfers like the, the team kids and then build content and then maybe like train them a little bit and then do the marketing thing so i just kind of started chipping away at like what i could yeah. do it's kind of like a blank canvas you know yeah you're so adding you're, dimension to to your adding, role and exactly. value you're adding value exactly. to your and, role and yeah. experience on how to yeah. deal with you know one parents two personalities and these kids yeah. and all you know like it's yeah. one thing if it's if it's you, but mm-hmm. when you start having to like take care or or, or help out different personalities, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, sure. they, that's definitely a wake up call with like yeah, you know, do's and don'ts or you know how to yeah. play devil's advocate or how to be super supportive like another parent or a yeah. mentor like you know you got yeah it takes time because yeah, like, you got to figure each yeah. person out. No, because you've only worked with yourself, yeah. so you know what works for you. But what works for you might not work for someone else. The right. program might be totally different. And then the parent has only worked with their kid; they haven't. Yeah, they have a one-track mind. 
Yeah. yeah, so so it's kind of like finding that balance. So it took me a long time. People always tell me like, oh, more time in the chair. I'd be like, oh, whatever. Did like, you find it hard with so, you? You know what I mean? Like, let me let me figure this out. But then now I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, like I get what they're saying. More yeah. time in the chair because I've worked with hundreds of people now. So now I, you have to be like, you have to kind of change a little bit of the like because you learn. Are done. Yeah, you're I, le- you've learned, yes. and and you're figuring out okay that in this instance that was the right call. In this mm-hmm. instance. This was the right call. So you're always exactly. going to you know, learn from an experience, right? Yeah. And what, what was right yeah. a year ago isn't right today, right? Yeah. So No, but it, it's got to be... You have to have it, consistency, but... But it's got to be difficult when, when you know yourself and you're like, well, I just got up at the crack of dawn every morning and I did my yoga and I did my stretching and I ate right. But when you're coaching or helping out these, these kids mm-hmm. and... They're not on that program, or you tell them to do that. Do you, you're getting resistance. Is it frustrating? Like, were you getting like, was it hard with some of the? Well, let's without calling we're out. Not, some we're of not the, there yet. Yeah, but um, he's, he's there. No, no, no. We, we we're at. He well, no, just started being a team manager yeah. for O'Neill. We're not. Well, we can we can connect those together. It's like um, how long how long was that position? It was like no, it was more of if the the number one thing I learned from when I was at O'Neill is like, dude, hey, I'm gonna like coach K Kobayashi at. 12 years old at an event and like I'm gonna like put in work for this grom but then I'm also gonna like be with so you gotta humble yourself you gotta put yourself second and that was a big thing that I learned it's like hey it's not about me I get my ego off how good the people around me do yeah that's where my ego I, I have a I have an ego but in a different way yeah the ego based off I don't need to be on the best wave yeah I don't, I don't even need to surf I don't need like a photo of myself. I don't even need to be on the internet. Yeah. I want my guys. I got to remember that. Next yeah. time he's paddling and I'm on the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like I don't, like I get For my sure. accolades and my so, ego oh, it's awesome. off how good the people around me do. So yeah. if I can make them better, then it reflects me. And yeah. that's yeah. where I got super, I, I took my competitiveness and I focused it towards my. And life. that's a good thing my to realize career. early on because yeah. Yeah. if you don't, then no one wants to work with you. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It'd be like, wait a minute. Shoot yourself in your own foot. Like, whoa, that guy is like kind of gnarly and he's not very yeah. supportive and it's all about him. No. Yeah, it's it's yeah. more like that. And, and trust me, I like was probably like not that good at certain things. And like, I, I think I probably made some like mistakes, you know, along the way, but I like stayed the course of like building like an ecosystem around that. Yeah. Because back then it was, um, Simpo was on O'Neill too. No, Simpo not was yet. already early. Oh, he's already Hurley. So okay, already already been on Hurley for a while. Then okay, how long? What was your tenure at O'Neill, like team manager? What you know? How many years were you? Uh, so I was at O'Neill for like three and a half, almost four years, I believe, like close to that. And I think what changed at O'Neill for me and what was like really like kind of revved my career up was I got to work with John John. So they pretty much first like, hey, you know what? We have John John. He has like you know some time left. I don't want to get into full details. He has some time left on his contract. Um, I think you could probably help him out. Yeah. Like you want to get in and like see if you can get, cause the relationship was like not, it was just Garth was on tour. So there's only so much time yeah. that he could spend. And then yeah. John was kind of this unicorn that was just floating on the team. And John wasn't John. People were saying that John was, the he next, was the next wonder kid, but he wasn't he living was up to a, his potential. Yeah. Pipe kid. He was growing. Yeah. He wasn't, a he wasn't really surfer. doing, yeah. He yeah. wasn't really doing the Q. He, he started, John. he started yeah. pretty late on the like QS and obviously, you know, and Julian Wilson were the next world champions. Yeah. John, John was the next Jamie O'Brien. That was the narrative then. Yeah. People said, hey, yeah. John's not going to be the guy. 
And, and so what Garth told me, he was like, Hey, maybe like show them a little bit more of like what you do and see if there's some like synergy there and you guys can like connect. So then I just kind of like went head first into John's thing, not head first, but I kind of like just like approached John. I was like, Hey, like, so I wonder if I could like help you out at some events. And John was like, dude, that'd be sick. Yeah. So then I kind of built this relationship with John and I think, um, the part. So when that, you say help you at events, like coach him somewhat i was spot like waves just encouraging him in the right directions and helping him with his program because he was just like skateboarding he you're just an ear like he yes. figured out like hey what do you think i'm gonna yeah. do this like and you yeah just so you and people were like i think people were hating on it super hard because they're like how could this kid from huntington possibly be helping john john florence yeah yeah and it was no who's a wonder kid showing from him Hawaii. like hey dude like you're gonna make your coffee in the morning we're gonna be up at 5 30 we're gonna be on the beach at 6 30 we're gonna practice at this event pick the boards get the practice search. Yeah. and he was yeah. young like he was only 17 18 years old he wasn't like he wasn't yeah. he was eager yeah. to learn from you yeah so it wasn't like even like he was learning from me it was just i was kind of encouraging him to, to go like certain directions take it and, like, take it more seriously with yeah. a, a method yeah and putting in work too like booking the houses picking him up from the airport grabbing the yeah. boards alleviating yeah. the stress facilitating yeah saying hey i yeah. you know just worry about hand surfing yeah. i'm gonna try to support yeah. with all the logistics for, all the like for lack of a better game. word you were a, a handler a handler team handler. manager handler slash coach when i needed it so yeah. the one thing when you're working with really high level talent that i learned is sometimes no coaching is the best coaching yeah if they're on point and they're like that's what that was cool about my position when my role with john was like oh he's on point like <laughs> He's a beast. I don't need to tell him anything. Yeah. yeah. So how long? Are you yeah, you're making me look good, dude. <laughs> how long? How long were you in the team manager position till you got to John John or got so to work I was, with John I was John? Working at O'Neill for like a year, and then the second year I kind of started working with John and doing the O'Neill team. So I was doing the O'Neill team, and then John was like, I was really supporting John. Mm -hmm. So me and Garth would just divide the work up. So me and Garth were a team. So he was like, Hey, let's get John on tour. So what I did is I just kind of helped John do that QS year. Um, and then he got on tour that year. Wow. Smoked it. So that was cool. That was like, okay, cool. I'm working with John. This and that. People looking from the outside in were probably tripping. Like, dude, how's this guy tagging along? I was tripping. Trying, trying to be John's best friend. This and that. I'm like, no, dude. I was. My thing is, like, I want to I wanna, I wanna show John the grind. And if you take someone that's already super talented and you turn them into a grinder, you're going to have a superpower. Yeah. So I showed him, hey, this is what the untalented guys do. You're the talent. Mix that together. Yeah. Boom. I did my job. It's a lethal, there it the a lethal combination. Yeah. yeah. Talent and and hard work and discipline. Because there was no shortage of contracts and and like money and you know so so some people, obviously not coming from like your upbringing or, or my you mm -hmm. know you lo you could lose drive or lose you know you know ambition and stuff is like well i'm getting this fat check who cares if i don't win you know yeah but when you got the eye of the tiger and you want to hey, show I have the tiger. john john won two world titles because of you no not I <laughs> because of me no hey not you had he a was, small part of it he was gonna get there either hey way. you're welcome john john no i know no. <laughs> here's the thing that, yeah, no, no john was gonna get there either way i was <coughs> i was fortunate enough and john trust me john did more for me yeah john, actually john did a lot for me because he, John was super talented with media and creative. People don't know, John was like super hands-on with like, he got red cameras and he was working with this kid, Blake Cooney. He wanted like to get, well he wanted now. to win events and be on tour, but he also wanted good yeah. parts and yeah. different yeah. angles. He knew, yeah. he knew for sure how important that was part yeah. of, part yeah, of I wouldn't be That's here without that. John. Like uh, John actually did more for me than I did for him career-wise because he, he gave you clout. Yeah, my network grew, and yeah. I started meeting all these cool people. All of a sudden, people are buying me dinner. I was yeah. eating dinner with Aki. 
Yeah. Aki was like toasting at our thing, saying my name. Aki's like, Sean, thanks for like all you're doing for the team. And, and, and Aki was so... at our dinner when he won Brazil, when I was um, in Brazil with him. <coughs> so it was just kind of cool. He just grew my network. And then my relationship with, Gron- with John even grew even farther because John's like, hey, it, it was kind of one of those things. I talked to Garth about it too, but John's like, hey, I'm going to go on to Hurley. Like it was one of the, it was, there, yeah. there was a frenzy. He's making the move. So, so yeah. it was his decision? Like somebody already talked to him and said, hey. No, no, there was a big, yeah, obviously there was a super public bidding war for John John. Uh, but he says, when, wherever I'm landing, I want you, want you to, to come, come with, with me. me. So John, me and John were so close at that time yeah. that John's like, hey, I want you to come with me. Even though you're te- te- yeah. technically under O'Neill's yeah. payroll <coughs> and umbrella. But yeah. you had to have that conversation with Garth. And, and, and I, O'Neill I, was I, down for it. O'Neill's like, dude, why wouldn't you? You yeah. should do this. Because they're such, the O'Neill guys are such G's. You know? yeah. I mean, they're like the sickest. They're like, it's, yeah, go. Like, it's a they really cool fact that you are part of the success of John John. I mean, you know it's got to I mean? be phenomenal. Like, like I don't take, I can't take credit for any of it, just because like he's the freak talent, and it was going to happen either way. No, but I just how so cool to be a the, part for of. sure. The, the timing, you know, yeah. how how you got involved, and I mean, yeah. how many but, guys that train and surf, whether they're retired pro surfers or whoever, to to have that connection with yeah. an athlete like that is. Think, think about it this way: there's yeah. two people that you know. Where were you back when I was a grown man? <laughs> there's two people that were that, that are that are known as handlers or coaches for two-time world phenomenon mm-hmm. yeah for you sure. and ross williams yeah yep. you know so for that's sure. that's and, um, i think it was all good timing too it's like perfect timing that the, the, the thing with ross was perfect timing for for john and like for so, you to branch out, out. Yeah. yeah and then me to branch out and and, and, and so he got his yeah, contract yeah. with hurley yes and he had to tell you like you have to tell garth you're leaving <laughs> yeah, with we were super transparent through the whole process, yeah, and like cool. me and Garth were really close at that time, and the O'Neill team too. There was like everyone there, and they knew that like, hey, look, it looks like John's probably going to take you with him over yeah. to Hurley as like John's. I was pretty much like, hey, you're going to be, you're going to work in Hurley Sports Marketing, JJ slash JJF. Yeah, so I was a part of the sports marketing group, and they had Nike just pumping that thing full of fuel. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Pat O'Connell, I met Pat O'Connell at a coffee shop, and we got the deal done over a cup of coffee. This sat with Pato um, at um, Cesse Bone right here on like a rainy Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, can I go to the bathroom real quick? Yeah, let, let me that? pause. You guys can, you guys... <laughs> um, so basically, I, I sat down with Pat O'Connell and um, and we got a deal. <coughs> we got a deal done over a cup of coffee. And uh, for and then, you or for for, for your for role? Myself, yeah, because John was already at um, at Hurley at that time. Yeah. So he was already at Hurley, and it was in January, and we just got the deal done. And then I was like, boom! I'm I'm like a part of like. John's camp, um, helping Early. out with just like anything, John, like marketing, movie. Yeah. Did you get a pay raise? Anything, yeah, I got a pay raise. Oh, nice. nice. Double? Um, uh, I don't know. No, not double. Probably like 30, 40%. Oh, nice. Because I already had kind of worked my way up at O'Neill where they were, they were yeah. giving me kickers throughout the year. Was um, was John giving you any kickers too? John John gave me a bonus one year. Yeah. Uh, he gave me a bonus because the the one thing about John was we, we definitely had a winning formula when it came yeah. to competing like dude I, like if I was at an event with John he was like he was like first second third or fourth like nice. every time like it was just like we had a winning formula and yeah. I wasn't with him all the time because there's just other people he was with his family and like he, you know he, was he had like, a good crew to, yeah, yeah supporting yeah and like you know he had other stuff going on so I didn't want to be like honestly really I I got a kick out of seeing you at the events when I when I watch it on you know. Yeah. streaming live you're, you're just like you know they pan over to the crowd 
and there you are, you yeah, know. people are tripping on it. Yeah, it's fucking no. pretty rad to see it, it, one of our boys, one you know. Boys, yeah. And, and I think, like, I was, like, <coughs> you know, like, I would carry the board bags. Like, I would get two board bags and fly them over, check into the hotel, yeah. get it all dialed in. So I treated it, I got a lot of inspiration from, like, watching, like, MMA, boxing, real sports. And I saw, like, say, there's an MMA fighter or a boxer, right? I've been watching boxing and MMA, like, my whole life since I was, like, 10 years old. It's kind of pretty much like I, I love like MMA. I follow sports like super close, and I was like, hey, they, the, the the super the surfer is a superstar, right? And they need like the, all these things put in place and facilitated for them. Like, why not be professional about it? Why yeah, not? yeah. Like, he, I think it got to a point where like I probably was overdoing it. Like, yeah. he'd get to his place, there'd be food in the fridge, boards would be in the corner of the room already stacked up, wetsuit hanging. Like, it was, like, full, like, concierge. Like, that's He's, why John wanted me around. John was like, yeah, this guy's got my this back. This guy's got it dialed. Like, he know, must miss you. <laughs> yeah. No, he does well now. He has a full team of people. That's right. Yeah. He's doing good. What, um, what, what kind of strategies, you know, obviously, you let the athlete do their deal. Mm -hmm. They know what to do. Yeah. But, like, if he's going up against certain um, competitors, you just say, hey, this, you would, know, did you get... There wouldn't even be, like, full strategies. It would be, um, hey, if it was big and stormy... Yeah. And, and crazy. Hey, John, go out and do do John shit. Yeah. Go out and do John. <laughs> yeah. Do John shit. Yeah. If you're in France, if, it, if it's, it's small, kind of mushy, just get a couple under your belt and then go throw your John move. If you, you know, okay, like, so it just changes. So say if you're at like a one foot left, and you're against Miguel Pupo or someone, you're like, okay, like John, maybe try and sit right over here, and maybe maybe he's reaching out to me, like, hey, what do you think? And the bank's kind of changing, but I won't really like go hands on and be like, hey here's the strategy for yeah. today, you know? And I think the reason why it worked when it did work is because I wasn't the, this like guy that felt pressure to coach because I was doing so much other stuff. Yeah. I was there just to support him and like yeah. be there in his corner where I think that nowadays the coaches, they're getting paid to coach. So they always feel like they got to be in their guy's ear, like yeah. giving them a full breakdown and a full strategy and oh, the, Which camera, could be the camera's on. Like, I got to look like I'm, like, talking that, to my guy where I never felt that because... Yeah. Because yeah. that's like, detrimental yeah. when you, you yeah. kind of over yeah. overthink things For sure. or overanalyze shit, you know? Like, you're a fucking good surfer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need, you know, some guidance, tides going high, you know, it's mm -hmm. not breaking here at fucking high tide, you know, yeah. whatever, sure. whatever it is. It's 30-second intervals or whatever yeah. it is. Like, all those things you should know, but, For like... Sure. Hey, Laura, go catch a wave, actually. Stand up in your heat. Marson was, like, always the anchor, huh? You would just park it. Anchor. I'm like, I only need like, two waves. I'll just wait for the two waves. I don't I don't need to catch ten. I just need I just need to stand up and do my deal. Did you ever make it out of the heat in Huntington, the U.S. Open? couple. Gosh. Every year, we're right there. Cheer the bond. Hey, he had it figured out. He was making freaking... Whatever. Bunch of money, eight stickers on his board. Yeah, a lot of stickers. Yeah, he had like Alita, like World Jungle. Remember the Silver his... Surfer when he was riding those docks? Yeah, that was sick though. That yeah, was he sick. He's ahead of his time. <laughs> if, if if he could go back, if if, if Instagram and market, yeah, yeah. social dude, networking dude, was then back then. I that would have been. I, I would still be pro. <laughs> Jay would have like five million followers on Instagram he would. and like killing it. Yeah, but he, he was would. just a little too far ahead. Gosh, because he had the flash, he had the pizzazz, he had the. It's color. okay now. Now now he had the sprays. Remember, he had like six sprays. Yeah, but now. But I, the show I, is not about Jay Larson. It, it always is, but now now I got a Grom, so I'm kind of just. I need him to grind it out and learn his own. I'm not sitting there like pandering too much. I'm, you know, I'm helping him out. Yeah. I'm trying to motivate him, but it's like, 
you know. You're doing it the right way. Got to just kind of like yeah, let them let them figure it out. So so, so how long did you work with JJ or John JJ? John, um, yeah, no, there's funny photos of me um, cheering him up at like the CT events. Like in France, I'm like sitting there, I laughed. Like me and Freddie P, I'm like cheering up John John. I'm like, dude, I'm cheering up John John in this photo. Like it's crazy. So there's weird. a bunch of photos if you really look. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll send them to you. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I want to be till like the end of 2014. Okay. It, it, it was the end of the year, and then <coughs> long story short, Ward got cut out of the picture, right? Which is okay because it opened up more doors for me. So there why? was no other athletes at the time when it was just John John. Yeah, you know, I was super focused on John John, but I was always helping out. Hurley Sports Marketing. So I was in Hurley Sports Marketing, like, like helping out anything. Like I was doing like wetsuit inventory, like people come through, like Brandon Gilman need a hand on this and that. I was working with other athletes. Yeah. I was like helping out the youth. Nice to be at, uh, at headquarters and being like, able to yeah. like, you know, meet and greet when people are For coming sure. into town. Yeah, no, and I was like, uh, you know, Pat O'Connell's right-hand man. I was working with Evan Slater in the um, marketing. So I was sitting in on like really cool meetings. Um, you know, there's like just cool stuff going on. Nike yeah. was like coming in. There's Nike executives coming down, and like I learned a lot about like just like the levels and like creative work, and you know learn how to work like keynote and just I was trying to trying to learn more skill sets. Yeah, and, and I think Hurley just set the standard on like athlete support mm-hmm. and 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 then like creative kind of they have this big creative department and like execution on marketing. So they kind of just like set like a new status quo, and I was like a part of that. So that was cool for me to see that. It didn't yeah. last long, right? Well, was, <laughs> well, Pat, and, you're, and I'm sure you were yeah. involved, but just you know, just redoing, you know, the event sites and the athlete yeah. hangout yeah. areas, and, and and really giving them a. You know, Lowers was the place that they kind of shifted it all to where it was like, whoa, yeah, locker you room, know, like locker food, rooms, like parking proper, spots, proper food, yeah. and you know, just having like plenty of sh- you know all the little stuff that a lot of events weren't having. They really like raised the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah which it was, was super good. cool. It was big for surfing and big for the athletes and like, yeah, yeah, I was, I was stoked to be a part of it. But so, yeah, the when the thing the John job fell through, and then Pat was calling me. Um, and I hope I'm not revealing too much information, but I, I feel like it's okay now, right? Like, it's, talk about how many it. years yeah, ago was this? Yeah, yeah. So then basically Pat's like, hey, why don't you, um, why don't you, because Pat was super cool. He's like, hey, you need to stay with Hurley. Like, let's keep you on board. Like, But work with other athletes. Why don't athletes. you like start, like, what do you think about doing something for the youth? And I was like, yeah, well, let me let me think about it. Let me brainstorm some stuff. So then I built this thing called Hurley Youth. I was just like kind of messing around the office. And then I was like in Hawaii. And then I brought this filmer kid on. I was like, hey, we're going to start like a category. And I just kind of try to take everything that I had done over the past like six years. And I was like, hey, how about like we do a category? And I built this deck out, right? A deck is like, you know what a deck is? Yeah. It's like a presentation of yeah. like what the plan PowerPoint is. And, and I was like, hey, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, athlete, like it's going to be coaching. And so you're going to have, the, the kids are going to have event coaching. Perf- there's going to be a performance side with trainers. And then there's going to be a media side, so we're going to start a YouTube channel, and it's going to be Hurley Youth on YouTube's channel. On, it's going to be on Hurley's channel, and it's going to be called Hurley Youth. And we're going to like kind of market these kids all on one platform. And then on the back end, we're going to be doing performance stuff. So it's kind of like an ecosystem around the youth at Hurley. And then all of a sudden, the thing just caught fire. Yeah. We put out this video um, in Hawaii. I think I spent like two grand on it. Two thousand dollar project. I've got this kid Lane Stratton. Shout out to Lane Stratton. He was Kern Capels backup skate filmer and I met the kid at Hurley because when Kerm was on Hurley and then me and this kid Lane just like 
started building projects and it was on like Eli Hanneman, Jake Marshall, um, Nick Marshall, Baron Mamiya, Matahi Drolet, Noah Beshin. And it was like this thing about like the, like kind of like, so you came up with this concept, with this concept. Nice. And then the, the Evan and Pat are like, Hey, this thing's kind of like, can I ask, yeah. go back and ask yeah. why no more John John? Like what happened? Why then? no more John John? It yeah. was, the results were there. So it was basically in 2014, I didn't go through the whole year with him, but the years I, the, the, the legs I did do with him, the results were there. Um, he fell short of a world title that year, right? So he was pretty much like, what was it? He was just like, he was in the mix for a world title. He went to Europe, he won in France, then he got second at Lowers, won in France, got third in Portugal. That's how his year end. That was the leg I did with him. I did Lowers, France, Portugal. So it was second, first, third. And at the end, it just like, there was like some, just like politics, you know? Yeah. yeah. Politics that are just like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. It was just like, yeah. it was out of my control. The results were there, the formula was there, but it was just like one of those things that said like, okay, I'm going to sit like. And when it's important like that, like they want to see results. No, it and, wasn't, it wasn't because of like the world title. It was like internal politics right. between like the camp and like people wanting to be more a part of John's okay. process. And I was taking on way too much responsibility. So Got John it. was just kind of like flooding me with like a lot of responsibility, and I think people wanted more of that responsibility. So yeah. what, you know, not just yeah, the company, this, but internally yeah, with like family and delegating. Family. Yeah, being yeah. more involved. People wanted to be more involved, and then that next year in 2015, he had a shocker. Right, he got like 14th. Like he, he had a shocker, and I thought I was actually going to get a call halfway through the year, and then they ended up the next year, instead of me getting the call. They ended up delegating <coughs> it out. Remember, it went like, oh, Bede's going to be here. And then they ended up using a couple different people. Yeah, they, know, like they different specialists at different parts spots. of the leg. Yeah. Kind of, which was good. It worked. He went, he went yeah. to But the, the year after I worked with him, he had a shocker. He got like 14th in the world. Yeah. So I was like, okay, shoot. Well, maybe they need to find the balance between like, if it's not me, it needs to be someone else. Yeah. yeah. But no which matter how good probably you are, you're worked in your out, corner at that level, you know? It all worked out in your favor anyway. Yeah. Right? Which is mm-hmm. amazing. But it's, it's kind of... Um, I wasn't bitter. I, I was curious to know what what led to that separation. Um, it was, was separation. A, well, John's thing wasn't as buttoned up. There was just a lot of people around at that time. Everyone yeah. wants a piece of him at that time, yeah. and you know, a lot of uh, people. Yeah, and it's for me, like, yeah, all like positive towards that whole camp. I'm still good friends with John. Like, obviously, we don't hang out, but like, I'm super close with the Florences, and like, yeah, yeah. those are like my people. You know, yeah. like, we have a big part of history together, so. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely at the time it was like kind of funky. I was yeah. like, fuck, the results are there. Like everything's in place. Like, yeah, right. Let's keep this going. But it didn't work out. So long story short, the Hurley Youth thing took off. Like we did this. Um, uh, it wasn't easy, but we, we like did this little thing and put out this YouTube thing. We're like, hey, the future is going to be YouTube. This is before that it was. I love YouTube. And everything. There's, there's no vlogging. That's all I ever do is watch YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Still. <laughs> Right, I mean, I got on YouTube the other day for like an hour. Oh like, what shit! Am I doing, I need to get off here. How to fix anything? Yeah. I'm a freaking pro at everything now. Wait, <laughs> wait, let me open up my YouTube channel. I have a treadmill in the garage. I can't fix it. I tried to tighten the belt. YouTube it, dude. And no, YouTube didn't. It was like, hey, you got to tighten the belt. So I got this thing, and I started tightening the belt, and it made it worse. Oh like, no! Oh, no, like so I got a call. Um, so, anyways, I started the Hurley Youth thing, and then um, <clears throat> the YouTube videos just just went crazy, like five hundred thousand views, like two point six million on uh, Facebook, like damn, surpassing. Like every anything that they've ever done in the whole surf industry, our our numbers were bigger than everyone at that time. Crazy. Early youth, damn. And it was about like we put out this edit of Eli Hanneman when he was twelve <coughs> years old, and Eli was uh he had these rainbow boards and he was twelve years old, 
and he was doing like shove-its and surfing Lahaina Harbor and he was real technical and small. We interviewed him and we're like, hey, let's just throw this thing out. Yeah. Like, we'll just see how it ding, goes. Ding, 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 and the ding. thing just went to like 2.8 million on Hurley's Facebook. Holy it shit. Went to like India and like China, Japan. Eli, little Eli Hanneman had like 5K on his Instagram handle. It went to like 20K within like two days. Wow. And this was like, so there's- We need to start like, filming. Yeah. So, we started, so then we started doing like all these videos on each kid and I did like this profile series and then on the back end, it was like, I was like, hey, we're going to win titles. Let's win titles. Let's win Surfing America. Let's win nationals. So it was kind of just like a, a full like ecosystem kind of around the athletes. Yeah. Well, the youth didn't yeah. really, I mean, social media was obviously exploding, you know, mm-hmm. like it has, but you know, they probably didn't know really how to promote themselves at that time. Nobody really knew mm-hmm. the kind of downloads or, 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 or views you would get, yep. you know, but these are just little groms. And I mean, that who's watching that other little groms, you know, yeah, 100%. Er, er, Mike, it's all my kids watch. Yep. They want to see what other little girls are doing. And I think sometimes in the surf industry, we we're so close to it and connected to it. We forget that like when, say when like Andy would come in town or like Taj Barreau or someone that was like, that you looked up to, you'd be like, oh my God, that's like Todd Burrell or that's Andy or I think kids are still the same. It's just digested differently. Yeah. It's digested. It's on YouTube. Internet. Yeah. Yes. They, they have, they have a direct line to people now yes. where they don't have to wait until August when the U.S. Open comes around. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's a perfect example of it. And so yeah, afterwards, Jay's looking at my Laird Creamer I have over there. <laughs> yeah, I have it too. It's so good. Maybe we should get him to sponsor the podcast. Dude, come on, Laird. Can I, can I manage your podcast? Bro. Can I sell it? I'll be your manager. Let's of course. 20%. Let's do this. We thought you'd never ask, bro. This is it. Okay, guys. So I'm All on right. my second Modelo, and these guys are on their fourth one. Or third one. <laughs> Lars on his eighth. <laughs> Who's counting? Fun. My back is so hurting. I'm like, yeah. I'm a lightweight, so. Um, so where are we on my life story? Um, this is like You, a you got to the Hurley Youth. That blew up. That blew up, but you know, there's obviously it was tough because there was a lot of there was a, I called this other thing called futures, and there was the people, the kids that were going to become her youth because it's hard to once you throw twenty kids all in one thing, it kind of dilutes it and it comes off corny, you know. So yeah. I was like, hey, like this is like a real Got premium a segment, yeah, premium service, premium delivery. But then I, there was that other category, futures, just underneath it. So I kind of bracketed it out, right? I kind of like. The farming system? The farming system for the, the Hurley for the so Youth. So underneath that was like, hey, you're going to come up and you're going to graduate into the Hurley Youth. Yeah. That way it didn't get flooded. <clears throat> but there's there's for sure challenges, you know what I mean? Like I'm sitting here talking about this and that, but like, dude, in between that process and like parents and like, yeah, dude, people are haters. People are haters. Always. Like, straight up. Like, so crazy. Always. People are just haterade all day and stuff. And then obviously, you know, there's like people can get you know there's maneuvering and politics in the industry and yeah you got to really like navigate properly and navigate the right yeah. way and, like, you can't let the hate dictate what you're gonna do exactly that's you know they, dude, that's just like a meme right there yeah <laughs> so, so how, how long um did that hurley ride you know window so for when i was i was doing the hurley youth and everything was good i had a really good relationship with everyone at hurley and i learned a lot all my close friends but i felt like i needed more out of myself yeah. so you were I going was, there like you were an employee you you went i was a 1099 that okay. whole time i've always been a 1099 okay. contractor so so you didn't you weren't obligated to go in the office all you the time just, you just get went whenever you yeah i'm around the corner i'm gonna do whatever it takes like open up yeah, more doors exactly so 
long story short, this, that, doing that. And then I felt like I needed to do more. I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I, 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 this Hurley Youth thing's cool. And the Hurley Youth, they kind of like, I don't want to say they clipped the budget, but they're like, hey, like, we're not going to spend this money on the youth. Like, we want you to keep doing what you're doing, but kind of just like do it at a lower level. So it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, well, um, I'm going to kind of figure out something else, you know? And then, so I approached them. I was like, hey, I'm going to start, I want to start, I've always wanted to kind of have like my own business, my own management company. I had like, like this, I had this vision in my head for like two or three years and it just couldn't leave my head. And it was like all about an all inclusive management company. I was like, I want to have a management company and it's going to be media. It's going to be performance and it's going to be management. So I want to be your, like, I had it in my head forever and obviously in a perfect world. Was there anybody ground. doing it already? Not, but there's people kind of, no, not really. It was like, cause I was, I was meeting with agents and I was like helping, like, so agents would come and meet about contracts and they right. want to talk the numbers. Right? right. And then there was media kids and then there was coaches. And I was like, how could I like kind of bring this together yeah. like under one service? Yeah. So like there's a, a management coaching and media all under one kind of thing and I was like simplify you know, I, it I, yeah. I know you know all aspects of the business like just made yeah. sense I was kind of like fuck it like I can do this myself so that I just told them hey I'm going to start my own business and I want to take these guys and they signed off on it they're like yeah yeah we'd rather have, they're going to get taken by someone anyway yeah so I might as well be with someone because because obviously you got to have the relationships to you're not just going to go and sign right people. right so I was like okay I'm going to do you know you know I'm um, yeah. sorry to cut you no, off no, but go ahead. You know who Josh Harland is? Yeah. He's the one that started St. Archer. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know that he was a... I don't know him personally, but I know who you're talking about. He was a videographer for Taylor yeah, Steele videos. That's right. Yeah. Then he ended up making his making, own movies, uh, making, um, his own movies and making Timmy uh, Curran's music videos yeah. and started... He got, he got an agent setting him up with music gigs. Yeah. And yeah. then he became an agent. No way. Yeah. But more of like, uh, did did he um, did he do the Saint Archer thing? He sell it? Yeah. So they yeah. made so they made some serious chatter. Yeah. Off he that. <laughs> big time. It's not about it's not about him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Budweiser called him like two years into it. Said, "Hey, we'll give you thirty mil." He he declined and called Coors and sold it to Coors for ninety million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's a cool story. Under three yeah, years. I think everyone a part of that whole thing made a lot of Oh, yeah. Right? And he, he went yeah. into the business. You got to listen to the episode. He went into the business with like zero beer beer experience or anything. Zero. Zero. Just like I'm going to... No this, college this, education. Yeah. Just like you. Just hustler. You just... Hustled it. Yeah. You you were just innately... Well, yeah. Take no for an answer and learn, There's you know, like difference. have, you know, we're in a work condo. ethic with... Big ears, you know. Okay. Yeah. Like you just. But we're in a condo in Costa Mesa, you know, so it's still yeah. got some ways to go. Yeah. Hey, you do, you're, you're on your way. Hey, <laughs> try. Is I like the mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got mirrors in my living. I inherited these mirrors. I didn't put these in. All right, so so you started your own ward management. Ward management. So I'm like, hey, I'm gonna start this. I just got an LLC. Got business. Insurance. And you were what? Twenty nine, thirty. Um. Twenty eight. Oh, I don't even know no. right now. You start losing track, huh? Yeah. Hold on right it's just now. a number. So probably like 33. Well, you said, like, hey, starting my own game. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to go for it. I have this vision in my head, and I know it, I'm just going to go for it. So, Did you consult with any of your peers? Like yeah, Tar- of course. Garth, Garth or, or, everyone, or, or everyone. like... I consult with everyone for Pato and all these guys Pato, that you know. Everyone, like, and I kind of took everything that I liked about everybody. So I like certain things about... Um, you know, certain agents, you know, yeah. I didn't like a lot of things about certain agents. Yeah. I was like, okay, hey, like, yeah. I know what not to do and what to do and what I like and what I don't like. So I just kind of took things that I liked 
about everyone I had worked with, you know, or even coaches like Chris Gallagher and like certain guys. I'm like, hey, this guy really love Galli. this, and like, so so many people are so talented. Um, so I just tried to say, okay, how, how do I bring this together? So then, I just kind of just launched the thing in 2016. 2016, I just launched it. I was like, hey, I'm I'm going in on this. This this makes sense. And who um, who is your first? There's uh, another there's another 23,000 in credit card bills going right yeah. right up. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Um, who, who is your first so client? Was, I had the clientele set up, but then also underneath that, I had like a freelance category. So that was where like, hey, I'll go and I'll do coaching for you. And, and I was doing like coaching, freelance coaching, and I was going to do an event support and it was all freelance. Or hey, I'll, I'll build out, I'll, I'll put together and like create content for you. But there's a lot of freelance work underneath the roster. So it was um, Eli Hanneman, Baron Mamiya, Kaden Tyratolo. So it's kind of like, hey, I'm gonna build this cool ecosystem with these kids, and then this is like a 10 year plan because look, they're all so talented and they're young. And they're young, they're yeah. Young and they're they're going to be producing but content. It has to work if they're if they do what we know they can do, it's gonna work. Yeah. Um. So that was that, but then underneath that to support that was all this freelance work. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, okay, hey, I'm gonna. Go so you would it. you would do you would build content with that athlete for their team. For their brand. Exactly. So I, I look at it as, uh, and I still, this is how I do my business today, is as we're partners. So say I just did this deal with Baron um, with Ruka. And it's like, Wait, hey, let's congrats on that. Hold on. Let, okay. let, let, that's a big, okay. big story to tell it. But um, so, so basically, it's like, hey, I'm going to take, so say an Eli Hanneman, a Baron, like say, just, just focus on the surf side right now. So it's like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be coaching them at events. I'm going to be with you in your corner at events. But if Jolson Taylor's there or someone's there, that's better than me at a certain break. That's your coach. So it's like, you have a team and I kind of facilitate and bring that team together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, Hey, I'm I got like, this guy in Hawaii. Yeah. I got this guy in Oz or, Amer you know, yeah, I'm, I'm the head coach. So like everything runs through me, but I'm there for you at the events. Like I yeah. got your backup board. I got the freaking so, whole program ready to go. Like, yeah. Let's do this. How are you making your money? Through the athlete and the brands or? Well, it all comes through the brands. So okay. basically I work off percentages. So percentage of prize money, percentage of um, percentage salaries, of, of, uh, salaries yep. and bonuses and incentives or whatever. So anything that comes from sponsorship money and prize money. And the way it makes sense for the guys financially is they don't have to pay a coach and an agent. Yep. Yeah. So normally these You're people all have compassed. an agent and a coach. Yeah. yeah. So like, okay, You're I got two pay. for one, but... Um, obviously like, they actually save money by going to me yeah like, hey you're gonna save money yeah especially if you go to the top top level if you're a ct guy and, and once these all my guys make the ct that's the goal right so they're gonna actually Jeez. be saving how sick 000. is that gonna be they're gonna be saving eighty thousand dollars a year on a coach because they'd have they at this level they're gonna have to have an agent and yeah. a coach and it's like okay well think about that like salary for a coach is probably 80k Right. Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Well, plus the travel, right? Like and the coaches, you, gotta, you gotta, gotta pay, pay for their agent, the percentage. You, you gotta, gotta pay need, for yeah. You need somebody for airfare, your lodging, board, you know, all that shit. So it's not just eighty; it's like hundred fifty, yeah. hundred sixty grand. Yeah. So I just came through the windows on the surf industry, like death row records. They just came through the windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come through the you front door, dude. I just should ignite. Um, yeah, and then also there's the business side, so. I do their contracts, negotiate their contracts, you know, secure marketing opportunities, you know, endemic, non-endemic, um, and then build out marketing, build out like uh, projects, like media projects. 
So basically, like, you know, YouTube, social networking, you know. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I'll um, kind of put the projects together and storyboard them out with, like, you know, photos and stuff. Damn, dude. Whole thing. Or, well, yeah, but, but it only works at a premium level, and it has to be very tight. That's the sad part because I'm, I'm saying no more than I'm saying yes to clientele because it's like, say you take a kid that's from here, and he's pretty good, but he's not making any money, so there's no money for me. That's what sucks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm only making like 10 to 20% of, of all the money coming through, but it makes sense only if it's premium, you know, yeah. it has to be premium. So it has to stay premium. Yeah. Your athletes yeah. have to garner the attention and the budget. Yeah. So, and then the product that, you know, the content that you, that you well, output has to be maybe, premium. Maybe, exactly. maybe yeah. you'll be able to tear it. You know, maybe one of our listeners, you might get a young Grom that maybe <laughs> might not be, a, you know, aspiring to be a pro but loves the business and stuff so you might you know you might be able to start a because uh, okay. tell us tell us about okay. tell okay. us about uh ward okay. ward management right so, so ward management um because you you don't just um you're not just an agent for surfers you uh manage other athletes right somewhat but i've kind of narrowed it down now where i feel like surfing is my instead of spreading myself thin and trying to like, you yeah. know, go and smooth at these other events, that's a, there's a lot of like work and then like to that, you know, like mm-hmm. you can come in and I never want to be the kook. That's like, Oh, like, you know how, you know how it is like when someone comes in to surfing, they start going, Oh yeah, I know so-and-so. And yeah. you're like, dude, Oh my God. Yeah. You want to be authentic, like, the cleaner, yes. the name dropper. <laughs> you want to be authentic and, and yeah. true, but give the same you know, <clears throat> level of service and quality and be cool. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm kind of more focused on like surfing. You know okay. I mean, I think because you like, were handling MMA guys. That's trying. Yeah. You know, so definitely it was there, but I, I was like, I kind of refocused. Okay. The, 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 the business model. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was like, hey, look. And obviously now things change. We're not there yet, but like I've you know I've made some changes to my business over the past you know month or two. Yeah. So, okay, ward management. You, you Eli Hanneman, Baramia. Caden Tyratolo, you know, and then um, also I, I added in this girl, Bahine Fierro. She's uh, like top 20. She's second in the world right now in the QS. She's a Roxy girl from Tahiti, has roots here in California. Um, so I brought her in as my girl. Okay. So, so hopefully awesome. that's cool. So the long-term vision with that just squad right there, I'm going to build out probably like two or three more in within that roster. Yep. Um, and also obviously there's prospects. So I have a, I have a um, kind of like a prospect list of people that I work with. But they're not like officially like my post under or, your you know, like my my. But you might freelance for <laughs> certain, certain like reasons just to get to know them and yes. work with them a little bit exactly. and kind of feel them out. So I'm probably actually working with more like ten people. You know, I'm probably yeah. working with ten people. The Marshalls, I work with the Marshall brothers. Um, Jake Marshall, I go on the road with Jake Marshall. Um, there's some kids around here. There's kids Zeke Choi. I helped him out. I got him on like Pizel, uh, Hurley. So there's people I help out all over. Eli yeah. Olson. So I'm working with all these people, but the people that are officially like my like front line is like kind of like on my surf side is this Eli Baron and Bikini right now. Yeah. And then I'm going to build it out. I'm going to have you know, obviously build it out to, to more than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and right yeah. now, all those guys ride for Hurley except for Baron. None of them ride for Hurley. None of them do. Not now. Okay. At this time, yeah. Okay. But wow. Not now. No, no, no. I, have, I don't have no business with Hurley at all. It's kind of funny to think. And then keep in mind, the, the vision there is is Eli and Baron are top 10 CT, right? And then Bihine is top 
top five, top ten CT. She has those kind of skills. You guys can like look it up, but like she's really good. So then, and then obviously one more girl, one more guy. You have three CT surfers on two the men's girls. side, two on the girls. You have you know, yeah. five CT surfers. That's the long term vision for like yeah. the thing. But it takes some time because you can't just come in and be like, hey, like I'm gonna steal somebody from over here. Yeah, you're gonna come with me. They're already they already have agents. They're already yeah. in the game. They already have yeah. You, you, know, you want you want set. you want somebody to grow with with you. Somebody new. Somebody yeah. that you could help. And yeah, you have bold. to tell the narrative. I've already created the narrative around each guy. So say with, with Baron, he's like the badass older brother, came from nothing, worked his way up the pipeline rankings, and he's the whole package. He's the modern day AI. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he can surf small waves, big waves, airs, poo pipe. He's he, gnarly. He could be maybe one of the best servers I ever lived at pipe. He's you know, yeah. gnarly. Right there. Like, right there. He, like you watch it live, like he's the best guy out besides one or two other guys. Like, yeah. He's right there with John, Jamie level. You yeah. Know, and he's just turned 19. And then with Eli, he's been like the chosen one, the prodigy, kind of like the Nija level of a, Hand you know, Nija, you know, Nija yeah. when he was, how he yeah. do any trick anyway. Yep. Eli has that thing where he like, he can do the Philippe Salido moves with the Bruce Iron style. So he grew up watching Parco and Philippe Salido and Slater and Medina all at once. So yeah. now we're getting the kind of like. Okay, he's kind of oh, I like this, but I, I want to charge. I want to surf pipe, but yeah. I want to do big airs. He's a good style. Yeah. So that's where I got a little unicorn with these guys. I got two unicorns, and that's why people are like, oh, why don't you just keep... I'm like, no, I have two unicorns. Yeah. yeah. These kids are, like, unbelievable. I'm, well... You know, like, why, why would but that, I... But my that, philosophy in life is do a lot with a little. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can focus on a little. Mm-hmm. Like, if you focus on too much, you're not going to do a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're going to be, instead of handling 10 things and yep. be shitty at 10 things, yep. handle two things or four things and be amazing at that, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good philosophy. For <clears throat> yeah, you got you to be a multitasker too. And I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't be shit without them believing in like the program and the process and like, but, you know, that's, so it goes both ways. Like yeah. I give maximum effort on my side and then they give maximum effort on their side. But that's because they're, you're giving them the service that they deserve yeah. and the, the service you want to give them. You yeah. know, if you, like you said, yeah. spread yourself thin, it's like, well, he's never around. He's all, he's got to focus on this. But you're not elevating mm-hmm. the relationship and them at the same time you forgot so. the fucking whipped cream in my hot <laughs> body layer turmeric i wanted the layer coconut i know for the most part like 80 percent of the time we're joking around and have and it's all mellow but there obviously is now with the brazilians coming into the sport the brazilians changed it wow the brazilians changed yeah. surfing like yeah Gabriel Medina can land an error any way at any time. Anywhere, any way, any time. What's the other dude's and name? And he can go out of Fiji, and he can go to Chopu, and like so. Now it's like, okay, yeah. What's the other dude's name? It's a- and surfing, but okay, if you want to be at that top level, <sighs> does Gabriel you're competing beers? with these Brazilian? I don't know, but you're competing <laughs> with these Brazilian guys, like yeah. they're the gnarliest uh, surf athletes ever. Yeah, and that's why John and like Kolohe and those guys are like, okay, we're coming after him, and they've done a good job, you know. But like for yeah. sure. So, so that's why it's, it's, it's all cool and it's surfing and we're, and we keep it super fun. We're joking around most of the time, but when it yeah. comes to like competition and like, you're going to fly around the world and you're going to try and throw on it's this big jersey, business, dude. Yeah. Like, it's dude it's, it takes some serious sacrifice and effort on the personal side and on the, the effort side, like to, to well, take it, a Brazilian out. It's I was, like, I was seeing Kolohe out on south side on a two foot day i'm like who's this guy ripping kind of looks like kolohe i'm coming down at like 6 30 with my grom and he's already getting out of the water he's like oh i just went and saw my crossfit trainer and yeah. you know, I, just, I just did two hours and then i just go quick surfing and head home and i'm like it is 
Yeah. It's 6.45 in the morning. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, if if Laura would have done that in, in his day, it would have been a different story. But he did it, and here we are. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, Kolohe, Bro. Like, do you have so much respect for, for Kolohe? Because oh, like, people that don't know Kolohe don't know that he's like the grindiest guy you've ever met in your entire life. Like any heat that guy's ever made. That's why I trip when I hear like some people hate him on the internet or say something like, dude, you don't even know this kid. Bro, this kid wakes up like four in the morning and like trains his ass off. Like yeah. some like powder spoon puff. fed yes. powder puff kid. Like he's like, dude, the kid's gnarly. Like, yeah. he, he earned his spot. He earned it. You know, but, yeah. we talk about uh, professional athletes mm-hmm. and how there's not a lot of professional jobs, athlete jobs out mm-hmm. there, right? Like uh, the football league is 32 teams, right? Yep. Basketball's got mm-hmm. how many teams? And surfing, you know, that's even smaller. So for for anybody to be a professional athlete that has a chance, like the kids that you're, you know, mm-hmm. grooming and managing, it's cool because you can you can tell those guys aren't like normal. They're not normal. They're they're like hyper focused on their craft and like succeeding and drive yeah. and passion and I mean everybody you know they're not a Larson is what I'm no, trying no, to say like to, to, <laughs> so you work for Ruka right yeah which is a cool brand it's sick but I think there's a I don't know it's pretty cool though too <laughs> shout out to our sponsors Ruka and Outer Down no, no, there's a balance there because <clears throat> I'm sitting here we're talking about grind it out and yeah. like jock jock no surf jock doesn't sell surf jock sucks yeah rad F U like old school like that's that's what sells like yeah. badass older brother marketing lives on forever prodded yeah. like so that's the thing like i think there's you know there's these these pro surfer guys that are coming up on CT, but it's like a lot of it's super corny you're like oh my yeah. god this is like dude like this guy's like stretching out on the internet like yeah doing this awkward routine with like <laughs> this weird like plyometrics with like a bean bag and you're like dude this is just so bad this isn't surfing so yeah there's definitely a balance there where yeah. it's like yeah hey you got to work hard but like you still want to keep your thing cool like like uh like a taj you know what i mean like yeah. where are the sick clothes yeah. Be steezy. Yeah. Be cool. You have be edge. Little, have some edge. Yeah. And then still win the heats. And I yeah. think that's where, uh, like, with my yeah. guys, I try and like, they're they're already cool as it is. They yeah. already have that cool vibe where they don't like, and the whole, you know, that with vlogging and everything. Sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, dude, this isn't cool. You know, like, yeah. surfing's supposed to be like cool. Like, if you're a celebrity and you surf, you're cool. Yeah. Like, let's, you know, so it, it is cool, it yeah. is definitely cool because I mean, but you're gonna have all of that. Yeah. You know? yes. Yeah. It's such you a. Have, you have both. They we talk about yeah. it all the time. Surf has all these little subcultures within mm-hmm. it. Like you know, back in the day, it's like you're a longboard, longboarder, Barney, or you're like the shortboard high, mm-hmm. you know, high performance guy. And now you got like the eclectics. Yeah. You know, there's like there's Dudes a lot that are of trying to be torn. Martin. You know, yeah. there's guys that have natural just ability, and then there's guys that really try hard to to you know, be in a contest. Be, yeah, to do you know, there's all these different personalities and stuff. But I think just being authentic. You know, yes, letting, sure. letting your personality shine through no matter if you're that jock kind of guy and that's just who you are and you can still have fun and be cool yeah. at that. But if you're just the kind of guy that's like, dude, I just want to look cool and whatever and I still rip, you know, like it's just yeah. highlighting everybody's personality is mm-hmm. kind of like the hardest job. Yeah. You know, because it, it could easily be, mis, you know, mis, um, you know, viewed as like, oh, he's trying too hard. Yeah. Yes. You know, it yeah, looks cheesy. Yeah, like when you get like, to that he's point, he's forcing yeah. it. That guy looks like he's forcing shark. it. Yeah. When you, when it looks easy and you're not forcing it, I don't just mean surfing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. behind the scenes, personality yeah. or whatever. 
that's that's a win-win. Yeah. And it could be, like I said, a jock. It could be like the, you know, kind of retro guy. It could be, you know, a, like a Machado guy that just, you know, I rip yeah. and just cruise and have fun. I mean, there's a lot of cool, you know, personalities yeah. in the sport. Yeah. But there's so many different. You gotta let the you gotta let them shine without it looking forced. Exactly. Yeah. So tell us about. It's hard to like get <clears throat> like a, a company to buy in and, and like actually put a contract like a big contract together unless there's something else there. You know what I mean? Like to what you're saying, like it's yeah. Like, oh, he wins heats. There's well, gotta be some there's a lot of guys heats. Yeah. There's gotta be like a legacy play or like some kind of like narrative or this like is, story. This is perfect, it. right? Yeah. You, you just inked a huge mm-hmm. deal for your. One of your premier athletes, yep. who left Hurley, and now is at Ruka. Ruka, yeah. RVC- and that just RVCA for some of you. you and know? that just happened like Monday, right? No, for sure. It's it's funny, but it's been a long time in the world. It's a lot of people thought that it was like, um, it was because of the Hurley sell and this. Not no, like I've been friends with Pat Tenori for like four years. Yeah, I've known Pat Tenori and all the Ruka guys forever. I've been talking to. You know Pat and all those guys about Baron for a long time. They've been a big fan, so they are. They've always kind of been like, "Hey, we're we're kind of waiting when Baron's, you know, when it's time and his contract. Obviously, we can't break contract and like <clears throat> you have to like follow the rules, you know. But um, it was one of those things where, where Pat Tenori and, and even the just the Ruka umbrella was always like, "Hey, we want Baron to come on board, and, and we're gonna like we'll make a move, like a serious move for him." So it just made sense. And it it yeah. was perfect timing because. We were actually working on this back in October, but that we didn't actually ink the deal and announce it till January. But people thought, "Oh, Baron got dropped by Hurley." No, Baron was going to go to Ruka no matter what. Yeah, like we were like contracts were up in December thirty yeah. first, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. you just had to write it out. And so were you mm-hmm. were you partly responsible for that edit that he dropped? Um, which one? The we stab watched? one. The yeah, mine. Mine. Yeah. Did, that was cool. Yeah, I helped like kind of produce it. And direct it. Yeah. So right. that basically helped manage the budgets. And obviously you gotta get the money to pay for the yeah. the, the edit and then kinda manage the budgets and then kind of storyboard it out. Yeah. Because and, and uh that have you seen it? Yeah. It's fucking yeah, mind melting. Right. Yeah. The shit that he does. Yeah, it's he's just getting started too. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. I think one thing about the Baron I think I watched a little bit of it um earlier today. Yeah. Just because I knew we were coming here and I was like uh, yeah, it came up on YouTube. The you hear that, Grom? <laughs> Baron's upstairs at my house right now. <clears throat> no, I think one thing with Baron is like, he's he he won Surfing Americas. He won nationals. Like he he won the uh, the WSL Junior Series like back to back to back. He breakthrough performer of the year back to back. Like he got he AI. He's not just like a influencer. He got the AI like, award this year, right? He got the Andy award. Like yeah. He's, he hits the marks performance wise, and he backs it up yeah. with like the content. So I think with Ruka, it's just like a perfect synergy there because Ruka kind of needs like someone as far as like that could possibly go to that CT level. Or yeah. If I see Baron at that CT level within the next two years. You know? Yeah, for sure. So it, when you have Baron doing what he's doing with that like kind of like fu surfing like that's like hey you know what i'm gonna ride a six two a pipe airdrop and get the wave of the day like <coughs> that's and i'm gonna grab my nuts on the way out yeah like yeah. how's that one with the camo ruka's on like that yeah. all makes sense right like it's ruka like yeah so i think that's the the vision there is is baron doing his thing on the wsl platform with the ruka brand along with everything else you know the instagram well ruka's been i mean Ruka needs all the help is, we can get. This is my my opinion. I mean, we 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 don't go after the big contest winners. Obviously, we don't. You know, we go after personalities. You know, like we go yeah. after people that that 
are authentic and they drive, they, they have their Ruka own. Ruka looks for gym. the best surfers, the best looking surfers, just not the best looking and best looking reps. surfing reps. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to see that. Uh, no, but like, I mean, he's like you said, it's a, it's a good fit because, you know, he does such a good job on his own edits. I mean, he's a freak in the water, but he has that potential to, you know, get on the CT and, Dude, and, and, and be He that, could be a that. world title beater for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. and and like it's like that famous phrase like uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you watch Baron surf when he was fifteen, and then you watch him yeah. surf now. Like he's just really cleaned up his surfing and like his rail game. Yeah, and he's, he's like, how old is he? Nineteen. He's nineteen. But it, he wasn't the thing. He's not Baron, even ma- uh, uh, you know yeah. his man muscles aren't even developed yet. Yeah, but that's you know, funny. Uh, <coughs> where, how old are you? And you're you're still waiting <laughs> Why don't for your you man shut muscles. Your front door. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you guys need to get this on YouTube. I think it'd be sick. It's going to happen. You can see the stack of Lars beers and my <laughs> second beer right here. It's pretty depressing. Um, but no, no, I think with, with Baron is like, he wasn't the hyped up prodigy, like a Kolohe or a Julian. Yeah. No, he was pretty he underground. Like, really? He, he kind of, his surfing was a little rough around the edges when he was younger and he actually worked on it and he's done work with like technique and yeah. he's kind of been my like, I mean, Eli is way, way more technical in no- notoriety. Uh, at his Baron, age yeah. than Baron. Exactly. Where Baron had to kind of work backwards. Yeah. Like he was already really good at airs and really good in the barrel and like good at like Baron's good at finding the best wave at any spot at any time. Like you throw yeah. him out of Huntington and he's going to like walk in and find the best wave. It's I've, weird. Like yeah. I was a uh, first hand witness to that a couple times <laughs> yeah. on Southside. Yeah. yeah like he, Motherfucker. He, he knows how to burn him. Burn him so no, awesome. and, and, and Baron has put in the time. Like he he came and stayed at my house. He yeah. surfs one foot Newport. Like he surfed Blackies and Southside. Yeah. I've seen I've seen you guys Blackies yeah. Southside on yeah. you know Gravel. Yeah. yeah, on like one foot Southside Huntington. Yeah. He's found a way to have fun doing it. Like hey, this is actually kind of fun. I'm yeah. enjoying my time. But you so, told him this is what you got to do if you want to win some heats on the QS. Exactly. So he's put in his time, and, and he's had some good runs on the QS, but he's had to with Baron. We've had to work backwards. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of parents and coaches. Um, I'm bouncing around a little bit right now, but like a lot of parents and coaches, they want their, their kid to be like working with this coach and he's going to get coached all the time. And Hey, meet on Southside and you're going to get coached and you're going to get good. Where I feel like the kids need to have some freedom too. Freedom. Like, you yeah. freedom. Go out and try errors for a whole session or go out and try rail hooks or watch some surfing and get some inspiration yeah. off surfers and apply your own style and your own thing. Cause I feel yeah. like honestly, they need to go on mini surf trips up and down the coast with their too. friends, you know, yeah. cause yeah. the kids that are ripping, yeah. They, you know, they all go together and they're all pushing each other, you know, yeah. in different spots. You, you need to open up just their eyes in their world and, and not you can't just surf. You got to learn how to surf every condition yeah. and, you know, every nuance of Well, that's, I mean, that's even us. Like to stay motivated and stay psyched. It's like you, you got to try different boards. Hey, I'm going to throw different fins yeah. on this board. I'm going to, I'm going to go surf, you yeah. know, a different spot. Even if it's half a mile down the beach, yeah. Yeah. it's a whole new like sandbar yeah. and whatever. You got to stay psyched for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then with, with Eli, it's been a totally different, they're different personalities. Yeah. So like the, I've used, like, so I've had all these people I've worked with over a hundred surfers and marketing, the marketing side and the performance side and the management side. So now it's like, okay, you got to like rubber band a little bit. Like, you know, Baron's a little more raw and just like, Hey, just give me the board. And like, that's his strength, you know, where Eli's a little more methodical and a little more organized and like, yeah, there's different personalities and you got to like kind of find a way to where Eli's like, he took him forever to grow. So with Eli, he was stuck at like 95 pounds, 5'3", forever. And I was like, he would go out, do a, a blow tail on an air reverse and get a six. 
some kid will do a floater and a, and a speed float, and I always get in arguments with the judges about it. I'm like, what are you, what are you scoring here? That guy, that kid's doing what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. That kid, you're giving that kid an eight. I could do that. <laughs> Down carve and, a, and like a speed. <coughs> yeah. Eli just did a backside blow tail under air three and got a, a six. Yeah. But, and I, I don't want to get into the judging because I get in arguments with the amateur judges all the time. Not like bad arguments, but like healthy arguments where it's like, hey, yeah. dude, like, yeah. Are you gonna score technique? And like good like X Factor stuff, or you're gonna score like maybe meet in the middle, score both, and then it meets in the middle. Yeah. And so I'm always trying to, cause yeah, you gotta have the power. But if you score the big kid, and you overscore the big kid, the big kid always is gonna, gonna win. Get smoked, but yeah. he's gonna get smoked when he goes on the QS. And oh, stuff. for sure. Because the little kid is gonna be way more technical. That's like my, kind of where Baron was the opposite. He was the big kid that was getting overscored. So I've seen both sides. Like Baron was the yeah. big kid. Like he was getting overscored. Like not overscored, but like he would do. He could just do like a hook, but he throw turn. throw a lot of water and, and get extra points. So I always it. encourage the amateur judges to kind of like score both: score the little kid that's doing blow tails and yeah. air threes and getting super technical in the yeah. pocket, and score the big kid that's doing the carve. And, well, and I mean, we we saw that. it firsthand. What's crazy is going back to Chloe losing that first contest to fucking Italo to Italo on that aerial. Chloe won. Yeah, I did too. Everybody, I did too. But because if you go and rewatch it, and unfortunately, like they scored as a heat, and when you score high at the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know you don't leave a lot of wiggle room towards the end of the heat. They overcompensated. Yeah, and they overcompensated, and it just yeah. When you watch, Chloe should have won that. When you watch the heat over, you're like, oh, we'll we'll wait the wave and. Regardless, Chloe had an amazing year, and Mm -hmm. and and Italo was the man to beat. His confidence, his like. His aura, his everything, like Holy even going shit. up to the under under pressure, the last event, dude, that was insane. You're not getting scored on those air land of flats at yeah. pipe. Like it might add an extra like half a point to a, maybe a point. You know, maybe if the judges are being nice, it's all about the barrel, the size of the barrel, and the yeah. size of the wave. And but they're showing. I think they're showing that next level too, where but, they're getting but, the barrel and then they're coming out and doing airs after. Dude, you're like sitting there going like, what, like, like. Like that's the surfing the, is the, so the, the elevated mindset and the confidence in that just it's so elevated they're, they're, it's like putting a dagger like exclamation part uh, they're doing it everything. in their fucking sleep yeah but, but that's what i mean when it goes back to the brazilians are changing the sport a little they're, bit they are, they are. I, gotta piss again. I, I hate to say it but they are. so 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 what do you guys, <laughs> so so we can just freestyle so okay freestyle now. Uh. <laughs> um, i mean I, the question i asked earlier was i mean when we we're in different eras. I'm older than you, obviously, yeah. but way older. The, 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 the grind was, you know, Q, you know, not even QS, but before that, like amateur NSSA, WSA, national team, blah blah blah. There wasn't really any junior contests, but we had the Bud Tour, you know, or PSAA or you know Panasonic Tour, whatever. You know, they were kind of headliner sponsored change, but we had an insane like domestic tour. Which you were speaking on on like the East Coast tour you were yeah. doing and different events, but I I mean I just look at it as like you know the CT is you know mainstream. There's QS events all over, yeah. but how hard it is for kind of the domestic US kid to make a living it's, or to yeah. to have that stepping stone like um, kind of support system in America for surfing. You know, yeah. it's no, kind of it's ex- kind of like not a clear path like it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a good point. it's really yeah. different and because the money used there used to be regional money. Yeah. Right? For regional for sure. pros all over up and down the coast across the country. Yeah. But I don't think they really have that 
local oh. hero yeah. type. But of... just I mean, going back to like I was sponsored by Quicksilver from like twelve to twenty or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, when I turned pro. It wasn't a lot of money, but like it was like Julian Sacon from like Santa Cruz. There was like, or <coughs> there was um, Josh Mulcoy. Josh or Josh Mulcoy. There was like Pat Ma. You know, like each. There was probably like a group of like four or five of us that were all in Quicksilver, but we were like that kind of California yeah. kid, regional, regional, yeah, regional dudes, regional yeah. dudes, oh, and yeah. we, you know built built you know like hey we're gonna do the qs Mm -hmm. in america for you know a year or two or even longer whatever and kind of you know build from there i don't i don't really see that anymore and i don't know there's no what what contests are there in the u.s yeah and it's just that shoe city thing that just went down but i think it's going to come around full circle i think everything kind of comes around full circle eventually yeah yeah so it's i agree it's it's kind of one of those things where i think someone's going to see this as an opportunity and maybe like hey let's do some events yeah. And let's let's get some non-endemic partners. There's yeah. so many non-endemic partners, but it's going to take a, like some effort. Yeah. And like you're not to drive it through, but I bet easily you could get like a Toyota and a, and a surf shop and like a company and, and put on some really sick events and yeah. like, re- rev it back up. And if, I think it's going to If happen. Harlan Beer takes off, yeah. yes. Let's get these guys yeah, to a beer company like surfing's cool and there's a lot going on. It's at the beach and yeah. and I think it's just going to take a, a little bit more of like an effort from the WSL North America. Um, to maybe kind of like tear it down to like yeah, yeah. Have do you work different levels and grab. do you talk with those people quite a bit? I, I try to you know like I, I definitely am like engaged. I have relationships with with all the the reps in each region. Um, but you know like I think they have their own challenges. Obviously, yeah. you know. Then um, I think WSL on the top level has killed it. Yeah, you know they have the views. They have the non endemic sponsors. Um, that's where you want to be. That's where all the money is, right? If you're a CT guy, but, but they need to they need to bring yes bring it down to because it's a it's a life cycle. You know, yes. you got the guys yeah. that are competing now. You got the pinnacle of the yeah. the best of the best, which are doing a great job. Mm-hmm. But you're not, you know, you need to bring newness, and they need to you know invest yeah. in that 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 youth sure. that yeah. that kind of stepping stone. Yeah. But on the flip side of you know that competitive surfer, I want to be a pro. You also mm-hmm. have these personality slash influencers that are also making you know money yeah, based yeah. on you know their social well, the vlog social media so you you, you know you yeah. you got other guys that maybe don't rip and i'm not going to name some of the guys yeah, that have yeah, yeah. channels or instagrams mm-hmm. with huge followers but yeah. they're able to make hey, a more, killer more power to them and that's a, yeah. that's incredible right? that's what i'm saying or a guy like kalani rob who did both sides of it he yeah. did the tour kind of fell off kind of scrambled and then now he's a you know he's a marketing machine and you sure. know yeah. he does and and that goes back to authenticity like you see what he's doing it's like he has the best job ever he goes out and has fun on the crappiest days he rips like, on a boogie he board looks, he rips on everything yeah. and 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 that's inspiring to i think a lot of kids too so yeah. there's two sides where it might be really hard to to go through that competitive route and make you know get that like sponsor sure. to go around and do the qs around the world but there's also those kids that are, you know, maybe influencers that are just really good at, you know, social yeah. media and have a good personality. So yeah, it's kind of no, it's no, kind of cool. In like a tribute, not in a bad place or a good place. I don't want to put any kind of label on it, but it's in a sure. different. It's in a different place where there is like YouTube and vlogging, and I think if you look at the pay scale and you really just want to like get after it, it's like okay, like if there's a guy that like surfs pretty good, he's good looking, he has a really successful YouTube channel. A company might be paying him sixty five thousand dollars a year. Main yeah, sponsor, they could, yeah. Which is yeah. Great. A couple other sponsors, maybe he's making a hundred. Yeah. He makes a little off YouTube. He's making one fifty. 
Yeah. So okay, I'm just super fuzzy mouth. Yeah. No, right? for yeah. sure. People are probably listening to this going, no, he's off, but I'm just I'm just throwing numbers. Yeah. Out. Yeah. But then if you're a top CT guy, say you're, uh, um, I don't want to throw anyone like I don't want to. No, say but say you're you're you're, you're, you're a Jordy Jelson. You're, you're a top, <laughs> yeah, you're a top ten CT guy. You're not a Jordy or um, a Gabriel. You're not player, a marquee player. But yeah. you're not the the bottom of the barrel. You're in that mid tier. You might be making five hundred because you might be making two fifty off prize money. Your sponsor's paying you three hundred base. Yeah. You get hit some incentives, a non-endemic partner, you're making almost 500, 600. Yeah. So it just depends on like, there's levels to the game, right? Like right. if you're a prodigy and you're going to make the CT, sponsors are going to invest in that. You have the platform with the YouTube channel and the Instagram and you can make the CT. That's when you're going to have those guys that are going to get the nod. They're going to be like, okay, you know what? The deals aren't going to be as big as they were, but this kid could still be making 200, yeah. Yeah. 250. He's not even on the CT yet. He's making 250. Yeah. But it makes sense because they already have they have the platform. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing. And then there's the guys that like, hey, there's no way this guy wasn't that good of a surfer, but he has a rad Instagram and YouTube thing, and there's still going to be a space for him, but that's going to max out at like a hundred. Yeah. So it just depends. Like there's levels here. I think we're we're, we're but it, but it still gives room for a lot of people to evolve and and have a successful like yeah whether it's career yeah. or you know. Kind of for sure. Yeah, like, window of there. You look at you look at Jamie O'Brien, right? Killing well, yeah, it, that guy. He was so far ahead. Killing so it. far ahead. Yeah. And, and then Jamie, if, look, he, if he goes out of pipe, like I mean, look it's at like it's Koa, Koa <laughs> Rothman now. Yeah. I mean, Koa kills it. He's killing it, and he's a good-looking guy too. So yeah. you gotta have like you know, and, no one's gonna go uh, with the freaking watch. Hey, like yeah. Ben Gravy, he's killing it too. Yeah. Eli yeah. Olson has a sick one too. Eli's uh, fucking Eli killing has a sick it. Nathan Florence has a cool thing. I don't actually. I don't watch the whole vlogs, you know what I mean? Because it's just a lot of content to yeah. digest, but I'm a big fan of it. I like follow their... For sure, I, just, yeah. I watch the Instagram video, yeah. and I repost it and say, hey, yeah. good job, this is sick. Yeah. But what what, what um, Jay's saying, too, is the regional grinder, it's either parent-funded, yeah. or it's it's kind of... I know what you mean. It's like hard to like... Oh, or they're just going to grind it. I think the parents are a little frustrated, and they're like going, oh, well, like... Well, he's the best. Yeah. He should be getting these big contracts and Look stuff. Look what Kolohe like, did. Like, Kolohe, yeah. like... But that was a different time, and it was it was a different... Like, you know what I mean? Because Kolohe went out, won all the Surfing America championships, all the national championships, hit all the amateur marks. And putting out deals, sick videos. And he was videos. a prodigy of, you yeah. know, a professional dad and, yeah, you know, timing it. and yeah. influence. And he killed it. it. hit every mark and killed it. So now kids are trying to reinvent that. And the parents actually are trying to reinvent that. Like, okay, they're in San Clemente. They got the spin bike. Or they got the electric bike. Yeah. They got a filmer. Yeah. Their kid has 10 boards. They're homeschooled. He's in homeschooled. We're going to reinvent this thing that happened. And it was like kind of just the timing was right. Chloe was a freak. And a bunch of other kids that have came out of there. But now it's like... Hey, move your cycle money, get an electric bike, homeschool, you're going to be a pro. Yeah. And it's not that clear of a path. Like, there's no. a lot more to it. Like, a and then they show up the pipeline, they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. What did I get myself into? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, going back to what I was saying earlier, like, the, the chances, the spots on making money in any sport, in any sport, sport is fucking you know, a needle in a haystack. But, but I think for surfing and the light at the end of the tunnel, if you're like a parent listening or a kid listening, I think I'm going to use this word non-endemic a lot, but I've kind of like learned a little bit more about it. Yeah. Is that there is these like CBD companies yeah. and beer and they're super interested in surfing. They want to yeah. get in the space. Like, you know, Adidas is sponsoring surfers and like, you know, yeah. so there's still going to be like, there's going to be these, these times and moments in the yeah. surf industry when, what? Non so when I say non-endemic, that means non-surf. So like yeah. non-surf yeah. companies are coming into the space and throwing around. Well, with like the Olympics coming and the Olympics, the windfall of non-endemic 
Yeah. Sponsorship. Only what Brett Simpson's doing and uh, Chris Gallagher are doing with the, the I'm just we're talking about like America, but all over, all around the world, there's like these Olympic junior teams, and they're they're sick. You know, they're going to get yeah. um, funding through the Olympic um, committees and the yeah. Olympic sponsors. And then once this Olympic thing goes, <coughs> on, and if it comes off right, like how skating and snowboarding, they've all went through this. Skating's still almost still going through it. You know, yeah. Or snowboarding just killed it because they just threw those guys out in the half pipe. And they're just like going off, and the oh, Olympics is nice. like, oh, this is insane! Like, let's package this thing up, and the snowboarders have all gotten like big endorsement deals from the Olympic. Like, yeah, but that you heard of Sean White, but the the kind of offshoot of the <laughs> yeah. Olympics is now you have the Dude Tour, and you have these X Games, mm-hmm. and you have these other mm-hmm. like facilitating like events that help yep. West broaden, Coast board riders, which helped West you know broad, broaden you know broaden the uh, you know the exactly. So so it's the, not. I don't think the surf industry needs to be like a big downer right now because I think a lot of people are looking at it like that, and I'm almost looking at it as a good thing. I think yeah. like there's going to be like all these non-surf companies are going to come into the space, which I think is going to surfers and do sick stuff, which is yeah. going to help subsidize what's happening in the surf industry with yep. brands merging. It's going to raise yeah. licensing. You know, certain things are you know there's mm-hmm. there's some stuff moving. You know, sure. which has always happened. It happened in the, the 80s and 90s and now, you know, like it's a circle of life within, yep. you know, brands. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's going to raise all ships. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. The endemic, the non-endemic money is going to raise all ships. Yeah. And even on my side, like how it affects my business is and is because I want to half my guys boards are going to be non-surf companies. You know, I'm already tapped into Red Bull, Rockstar. We got some bump sunscreen. Like we're gonna tap into more non-endemics as this thing grows, you know? Because because yeah. I think that the surf industry late night with Chalky is not afraid <laughs> of uh, non-endemic, right? I, late I, night. So, so Jay's grabbing another BF Goodrich <laughs> tires. I I drive a car. I use BF Goodrich tires. Maybe Uber. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I'm gonna Uber home no, tonight. But one thing that we can do here at the podcast is. Um, is get we need to get a beer sponsor ASAP. Yeah, we need uh, that ASAP. Hello, that should be easy. Hello, what, 10, yeah. grand, ten grand a month. Yeah, hello. You know, Let's do this. A little yeah. bit of support. Oh, we yeah. can do a little bit of beer. Definitely money and a little bit of beer. Like uh, twelve. Yeah, but it kind of makes sense though because if you're doing a podcast and you're drinking beer, and we always talk about it. Better, yeah, and yeah. You're drinking the beer. Did you hear that? The enough. taste of. See if we were drinking Harlan right now, we'd gonna, be saying yeah. this Harlan. I want to sign you guys. I'm gonna, we're gonna get out of contract. Let's I'm go. Sign, Let's go. But we got to get this thing on YouTube though. Let's go. Yeah, we've been talking. YouTube's gonna be key. It's easy. Bill Keller, I'm gonna call you later today, and yeah. we're gonna get GoPros. We can probably have you know, some kid that will work for you guys for free. Just a lot. A lot of our. Yeah. A lot of our listener. I mean, a lot of our guests. Um, they're they're not in the limelight. They're not you know these famous what? people. <laughs> Aside Sean Ward, when you put a what? camera on him, no, we've talked about this. A couple of people were like, "Hey, we're not filming, right?" We're like, "No, it's just audio because they get all clammed up, like we're having a camera." So it's, it doesn't work for everybody, but we are definitely need. A, we're gonna start filming. We're gonna start doing it because yeah. we know the opportunity of of getting you know brought. They the, say the that, but once the camera's on, they're probably gonna be like, "Once once we crack a couple." Is this thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> Wait, let me comb my hair. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> You're sexy. I think you might be the hottest guest we have, though. No so, attendant over here. Sean Ward. Sure, that's for you. Um, so you 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 had your own business, Ward Management. Back to myself. Back to yourself. I haven't talked about myself this much in like 20 years. 
That's what the show's good. about, Sean. Yeah, it's all about yeah. you. I feel super vain right now. Uh, no, we, we love it. It's, a, it. it's an amazing... No, it's, a, it's about, yeah. you know, getting, You're an entrepreneur. getting the ins, ins yeah. and outs of the industry and, and, and learning what people do mm-hmm. and... You're how they self, grinded it out and got to where you're at. You're self-made, self-made yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah, but just know if you and are... And you surf. If you are, yeah. If you are an entrepreneur or you watch these like YouTube videos about people like, hey, be an entrepreneur and like all these like self-help stuff, like it's 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 pretty grindy, you know what I mean? You're going to have some sleepless nights. You're going to have some empty bank accounts. You're going to have some serious challenges, you know what I mean? Like if your ink cartridges go out and you're a printer... You got to figure that out. You know what I mean? It's not cheap, man. It's yeah, so not cheap. We need it. We need it. Hey, hey, you can sponsor. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you work a nine to five at your job and you complain, okay, like you have, it is like, it could be like super like, oh my God, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. And then entrepreneur. So it's just like, kind of, you got to figure out like either way you go. You, there's going to be challenges and you got to work yeah. through those challenges and like break through the doors. You got to almost break through the challenges yeah. and like on either side. You got to face a problem. Yeah. When you're an entrepreneur and you own your own thing, you got to face a problem and not walk away from it and Mm -hmm. just look past it and figure it out. Yeah. Right? You're you're getting the result. Because there's no one else that's going to pick it up. You're fixing the problem. You're getting a result no matter what. Yeah. You're going to figure it out. Like, there's no other... Okay. So... Whoa. Ward management, right? He just cut you off, right? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Scott, get, give him two beers and starts cutting me off. Hey, shut up! <laughs> um, so, ward management, you you, you started two thousand sixteen. Sixteen. And just now, you you inked a deal with fucking your premier guy, one of your premier guys, Bear Mia with Ruka. Yeah. This week, right? Yeah, this week. Huge. Huge. And then you turn around and so I signed with um, the family V2. So this is through um, Steve Astafin. So basically, if you don't know who Steve Astafin is, he did the Wasserman Group Action Sports. So he I know had the Wasserman Group Action Sports division. He created it with Casey Wasserman, um, and basically it's, it's it's a motocross, skate, snow, surf, and they pretty much have dominated that category. With a few other, there's a few other agencies out there, but they've been the dominant brand. So what he's done is he's taken his nucleus and started the family V2. So the reason why there's a V2, it's the second time around. He was actually the OG, was the family, was the OG agency. So why I've joined this company is it's joining all the best skate. They have Zion Wright and skate, um, Ryan Sheckler. Ken Roxon and Super, if you follow Supercross, Ken Roxon is like the GOAT. He's winning the Supercross races with a bunch of other guys. They have a music category. So basically, it just opens up my network. Mm-hmm. And then he, basically, the reason why it made sense for me is I'm the VP of surf. So I'm in charge of the surf category. And that's something that I'm super passionate about. Obviously, wow. from talking to me, I'm like super passionate about what I do. So it's, I'm able to maybe eventually, I'm going to grow that roster. I'm going to be able to capitalize and get maybe some heavy hitters on board with my squad I have now. So you're going to oversee everything surf within everything surf, surf family. And they already have an existing surf roster. No, I bring my surf you're bringing, roster okay. there. It's a blank canvas. That's why I like it. Okay. So Steve Astafin is growing this thing out. And what he's doing is he's always thinking outside the box. And he has a winning record. And he already has the right motocross guys, the right skate guys. He's building the snow category out. The music category is getting built out. He works with Machine Gun Kelly. Um, like, I don't know if you guys follow rap music, but he's like yeah. one of the most well-known white rappers. And, yeah. You know, he's really done a lot. Him, so. him and uh, Eminem. He's like Dwayne right? yeah, Rock so, on Ballers. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> but he has like, 
And, and basically, what, what the reason why it makes sense for my business is it, he can tap into those non-endemics. With my Monster. team, I have it kind of connects really well together. Yeah, but it's also kind of rev my thing up. It's pretty much like pumping steroids into ward management. Like I already have ward management. I'm keeping the same business model, and he's just revving the thing up and just pumping it full of jet fuel. It's probably good because he could he could analyze, mm-hmm. you know, the numbers he's getting from some of these other, you know, um, sports and athletes. Categories, yeah. And categories. You're gonna tap in those resources. And, yes. and resources and be like, hey, yeah. if like surf could, you know, like yeah. we got, yeah, we got some good. Especially with the Olympics and then his phone book and his network, with yeah. like all the Olympics and with my squad, it kind of connects well together. And it was yeah. kind of like a winning kind of formula. And for me, it was obviously a, a really good financial upgrade. Yeah. You know, like he's done very, very well in the action sports category and he upgraded my program so did you sell to him or uh it it was called it's called a buyout so basically i merged ward management with the family too and then if you don't know in in the surf world thank you appreciate it (laughs) um in the surf world he was behind like the bruce and andy um all the bruce andy dane reynolds um he brought blair marlin um into the, the the into like the action sports agent you know, world and yeah. kind of mentored Blair Marlin, who Blair I really look up to too. He's done a sure. good job. And we like Blair. If you ever interact with Blair, he's just like a, a stand up dude, he's like a super yeah. rad guy. So he has a winning formula as far as um, building out categories and, and and success there. And obviously, he wanted to start with me because he left the Wasserman Group, and, and he, you know, obviously there's some guidelines there, and so it kind of all made sense. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So where's um where's Eli going? Just Where's kidding. Anna, that's a big no, topic. No, I think. no, no, no pressure. Eli, Eli's, no, I'm okay to talk about Eli's a free agent, right? Eli Hanneman. Mm. And, uh, he's only what, 15, 16? No, no, no he's, he's 18. Older. He just turned 17. 17? So, okay. Just turned 17. And uh, <clears throat> basically with Eli, we're not rushing into anything, but it, it's it's the more you can say no, the better when you have someone like that. And yeah. Even for my side, when I did my um, uh, like co- contract for my, my personal like business, I kind of it took I took a year and I said no for a year and, and the number just kept getting bigger and better. Yeah, yeah. So it's because you just started working. You're not putting anything on hold. You're still working. You're still yeah. delivering. You're still doing your thing. Duma, you know Duma. Duma is yeah, awesome. Of course. Duma goes. You know what the sexiest word in the English language is? No. No. <laughs> I'm like what? He goes no. Like how sexy is no? Like that makes everyone want you even more. I'm like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, he's getting like a thousand dollars. Yeah, doing surf class with these like you know yeah. Silicon Valley like executives, and he's just yeah. like three hundred to push you in. Yeah, yeah. three hundred every wave I push in. Okay, cool. The South Africans hustle, you know. The South Africans came Dude. from America and just hustle the dream. You know? Dude. Yeah. Is what it is. People hate on America all the time, but I'm like, dude, people come to America to like hustle. But because yeah. they yeah. come from a, a place, not that South Africa is bad, but wherever you're at, they know. There's, you're, you're untouchable yeah. here as far as what your you know what what the ceiling is and what you you know, yeah for sure what you, the American dream you know potential when you when you live here you know the notation of oh you know like it's hard and you know you know nobody wants to put in the work not everybody but that's mm-hmm. just kind of the yeah. general like feeling you know you gotta work yeah gotta work gotta hustle you know he's Trump 
You're hustling. <laughs> I can tell. You can tell. Yeah, he's like, we got a Republican. Let's All not right. go there. No, yeah. No, Let's not I, go there. No, no. I'm a Republican and a Democrat and a liberal. It just depends on the subject. I'm pretty flexible. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I I'm Filipino it's called, it's and called, it's fucking common, cool. It's, it's, it's called common, <laughs> common sense. You're Filipino? I thought you were Irish. No. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Um, but to Eli, he's, uh, yeah, we know. We just he's, no, no, no. He's a free agent That's and, awesome. and, and I'm open to talk about it because he, uh, he's not in contract. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty much like a moving target right now, but there's Good. a few companies on the line. And, you hear that sponsor? He's going to be, yeah, I think he's going to be looking on something like pretty, pretty nice, you know, as Good. far as Good for you guys. I think Good he for can him. actually sell product. I interacted with him two summers ago in, in Bali with him and his mom. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. they were staying with Rizal and the crew and yeah, cool kid and. And he's yeah, good friends with Rizal yeah. and Rizal's son. Yeah, they're all uh, the same. Varun, what's Rizal's yeah. son's? Uh, Varun and Sonar. Varun, um, Varun and Bronson came out. Bronson, yeah. I got to spend some time with him and Varun too. Varun's, Varun's got a lot better. Yeah. He's like filling in and both those kids are just so cool. Like, I, I saw yeah. you out at... Uh, I saw you out at Logs one day with Eli. I was going to paddle out but it was like pretty junky. And... Um, yeah, I was gonna just come out just to say hi. Just to say hi. Do a layback. Like, hey, out. it's Larson. I'm out here, bro. Like, <laughs> do a layback and, and get out. <laughs> it was funny. Um, so congratulations yeah. on yeah, you know, getting. Me too. I think it's just in the industry right now, and then with what I do, you got to be willing to to make a change when it needs to happen. Yeah, for sure. And I felt like I could have kept ward management going. But it was like, hey, why not explore this opportunity? Ward management's always going to be there. I could always go and just say, hey, I'm more, I'm doing this right now. Like that's the, my skill set's always going to be there. So why not like, yeah, you know, do some take advantage of of their network and you know grow from that. It's kind of funny because Jay, you could probably touch on this too, like because they say, oh, you have to work for a company, and like I almost feel like the companies aren't safe either. No, like no. I'm like watching the companies and I'm like, dude, like. My, some of my really, really good friends, like my best friends are like having struggling at companies and, and people would always tell me like, oh, you got to stay with the brands. And now I'm independent. I almost feel like I'm safer than the people at the companies. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I, I can like kind of well, navigate was, my career and yeah. say the yes and no's. I'm like, dang. When, when well, you own your own thing or you're responsible for your own thing, yeah. you're responsible for your own mm-hmm. thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're a 1099... Like I'm ten, you know we're all ten ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Me and self employed. We should all use the same tax guy. Who yeah. is. <laughs> I got a good guy. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, it, like I worked for companies forever. Yeah. And you know, would I work for another company? Probably not. You know, just because. As a, you're talking as an employee. As an employee, yeah. yeah. Just because the freedom and the uh, the volatility of what's going on, like you, it's never yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like. If the company well, sells, I, yeah. what happens to you? Like right yeah. now with Hurley, right? It's like I feel like you're like a workaholic. We yeah. are. You we are. are. We I'm all sure. are. And, and you when you're down. when you're a workaholic and you and you, you, you hustle, you're gonna land on your feet no yeah. matter what. Yeah. And you might have ups and downs. We all, all had ups and downs. And mm-hmm. you know when you're in sales, we just love what uh, we there's do. Ups and downs. Like mm-hmm. the Connie's bad, you're in the down. If you know your company's, it's just it's a roller coaster ride. We we we're but lucky I felt like that pro surfing and kind of pre-built that like mentality mm-hmm. into what I'm doing now. It's like, well, I just won an event this, this month and I, you know, it's December. It's a, you know, retail world, you know, for not. Yeah. And then you go and it's like, it's just a roller coaster ride, when, commissions and when money. When you guys walk into like, Huntington Surfing Sport, they're just like, you guys must get, you guys, I hope you guys get some love in there. 
Not anymore. No one, no, no, one, they no one, know who we are. They don't, they don't know. Yeah. We don't know anybody there except for Passion Reader. Yeah. All the other old guys there. No. But, but yeah, we're lucky. How long did you work at Servant Sport for? 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. It was the greatest all, all, uh, I college. I worked there See, for four, all through high school. That's the Freshman cool. through senior. And that's well, the cool. Th- for him too. Like and I served for him, yeah. But the cool thing about the show, <laughs> our show mm-hmm. is like, yes, we interview surf shops. Yep. We interview business owners. We interview pro surfers. Shapers. We interview whoever. Yeah. And we ask all the same questions pretty much, but all everybody's the different journeys, different, different, right? Yeah. And it's always interesting. And for sure. the, 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 and, and luckily, like for the most part, everyone's positive yeah. and everyone's successful, you know, like we've, we haven't had a, a fake, it, fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. I said, <laughs> we're, we're blowing up. We're going yeah, big time like, 2020. Uh... But the, the, the thing that's funny is like, you know, there's guys that went to college four years, right? Book Mar- smart. Mar- marketing, like, you know, uh, degree, business degree, yeah. you know, social media degree, you but, know, and they're but, like, what, do I, what am I doing? Not but all, 90, but, you know, 95% of, percent of our guests are fucking just passionate people. Passionate. That passionate. The, other, the, the college educated ones are passionate too. And successful. And successful. But, you know, a lot of them, they're just like, yeah, you know, I fell into something I really loved and yeah. that's why I do it. That's why... You really love what you're doing, helping people out and putting others before yourself. Yeah, for sure. That's, you know, elevated what you... You're getting you know. deep, bro. <laughs> no, no, I follow, I, know, I follow you. I follow yeah. you for sure. I think one thing, too, is like that we, we <laughs> as a unit have to balance out is making sure we still surf. Because what oh, happens dude. is all of a sudden, like, you're in the surf industry and people think you're like, surfing all day and I, I'll, I'll travel and I'll go to Hawaii... Like, dude, no, I was like kind of at this event all day, and then like by the time the event was done, I was kind of blown out. Like, yeah, I haven't yeah. surfed in four days, but I'm in Hawaii. Yeah, I know. It's kind of funny, like, and it sounds funny to different say different side of the, the, the because people, we get that all the time. Look all you do is surf, bro. Yeah, they look at from the outside in, you're like, dude, I surfed outside for like 35 minutes the other day, and yeah, I, I caught like three waves and dug around on one. Like, yeah. <laughs> really, like, yeah, so it's kind of funny. So this year. And, and, and our, this year, between all three of us, yeah. we're going to surf a little more because, like, I felt like, a little hey, more. you know what, like, 2020, that's the New Year's resolution, so for sure. in the day, like, people, hey, it's, wait, if I miss the call, I'll call you back, bro. Like, yeah. It's all good. Like, yeah. I want to go surf for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's and it's needed. Kind of like, you, it, yeah. you need to self-medicate <laughs> yeah. in a way, I mean, the surf. Microdose. You know? Yeah. We're going to microdose. We're microdosing all year. surfing. Yeah. Much. Where's that pen? No, I'm just going to. Um. Yeah. But like going going back going back to uh, do you, you know do you fantasy do, do, you're involved in the industry yeah. you're involved on athletes and stuff you follow CT, do you do a fantasy team I did and I won I had a shocker and won and I won the Hurley Fantasy League against like gnarly guys it was wow like Pat. did they have money involved or like yeah, just fun I won, stuff I did my whole Christmas shopping I won like three hundred like eighty bucks I did Sick. all my Christmas shopping anything but I would like to join yours this uh, next season Fantasy sure. Cooks we got a good one let's do it we got a good one it's two hundred buy in two hundred for the year two hundred for the year not in the, not in the event guys are, like risking but dude yeah. it's three hundred per first place. Every contest is 300. Okay. And it's two, is it 350? Yeah. Who holds And the it's pot? 200. Uh, uh, Jason. Hard Shark. Yeah, Hard Sharks. No way, Jason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's it's super fun. I mean, it just makes it that much more entertaining. To so much shit support talking. Support and watch. And, 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 yeah. 
No, no, I love, I love fantasy. Um, and then also why I'm on the podcast, a lot of kids come up to me and they ask me like, how do I get a job in the surf industry? How do I do yes. this? Yeah. the thing? And I always tell them like, hey, just like start from the very bottom and like learn everything there is to know about like what you're doing like at that. And then moment. go get a and go get a job at yeah. go get a job yeah. at your local surf shop. Yes, you know, for sure. learn yeah. learn about yeah. the brands, learn mm-hmm. about communicating yeah. with people, human Socializing. beings, and not your your phone because that's not yeah. communicating. No, for sure. And then people, oh, how do you get into sports marketing? And this kid was asking me, um, how do you get in? He went to college, everything, and he's a young kid. How do you get into sports marketing? I'll well, learn how to pack boards and ship them. And he's like, he looks at me like crazy. Like, what do you mean? Well, because these surfers, they want their boards and they're all the way in somewhere else and they're going to ask you for them and you got to know how to work Delta Cargo. You got to know how to work FedEx. Yeah. Know how to pack them up. Know how to yeah. pick them up. Know where the boards are. Because if the boards come with broken <laughs> yeah. fins, you're fucking gonna, fired, bro. There's a yeah. lot of grit. You're not, no be, glass-ons and yeah. fin blocks, bro. They want to be like just next to the pro guy and like be in the photo. Yeah. But like, hey, you kind of like... Yeah, start and there's learn, there's learn dirty hands and sweat. Yeah, come that comes yeah. along with the job. No, for you, sure. You don't just yeah find a, a website or a phone number and go, hey, yeah, I want to work in sports marketing. For sure, it's taken me ten years to get to like even just like at this point right now, ten years of sports marketing and like in the yeah this this surf business. And then also, I think one thing that's cool too is trying to learn a little bit and understand that like the sales reps and what they do. So like at least like the first like you know like first layer of it you know what I mean like blue belt level like okay hey like how does this thing work the regional activation yeah how can you connect the team with the regional activation that they're doing and like how can you partner yeah they need up? to do that there's some cool stuff to that's learn. Like, that's something yeah, yeah. that needs to be reinvigorated yeah you know with companies going out to the like I said regional for sure you know support rep surf whatever yeah yeah because the we sell to surf shops all across the country, right? And this is an industry podcast too, right? And this yes, is an industry like, podcast. Yeah, like industry and and honestly, like we we have really healthy, strong retailers out there. Yeah. That, you know, have been around for twenty, thirty years or ten years. Yep. But they're in it, you or know 50. for the passion and the love of Yeah perpetuating the industry and making a good living you know? I know what that means. when i when i when i keep it going yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I'm Yeah>. <laughs> but you know i was just up in no, Vin- ventura yeah. santa barbara last couple of days and you know i met up with one of my buyers to go surf in the morning you know and then like i'll be in mammoth and i'll see one of my buyers up on the mountain or you know like you're in the business because you're passionate about the lifestyle like yeah. hey i just want to surf and snowboard as much as i can mm-hmm. make enough to where, where we can be surfers but, you but know? also just introduce that to to my kids i grew up going to the mountains and the beach when i was a kid and that's kind of why i just want to continue it the rest of my life so you know introducing that to the kids but going back to what your question was on how do you get in this industry where do we start HSF. Surf shop. You know, obviously I, we, we you did too. Yeah. yeah. But obviously we surfed and, you know, I, <clears throat> I had a, you know, a bunch of older surfer guys that were within the industry, whether they worked in marketing or in-house or sales, yeah. you know, you saw these guys and they were just like the coolest dudes ever. Like, Oh man, they're like coming in doing clinics and you see them out surfing and you know, I went to surf route, but at the, you know, on the back end, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. It's like, well, I want to, I want to be in. I want to be in the industry. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the guidance I got from from my peers and just asking, you know, my you know my older 
um, my older guys were like, marketing's great. You get to travel. You get to, you know, you get all the kind of like fun, fun perks. But, you know, it's, it's definitely like. Not the most lucrative. Yeah. You know, sales, it takes a long time to, to get in and you got to build and you got to have relationships, but you know, you, you know, you're, you know, you, you know, there's, there's yeah, different avenues. What, yeah. what, you know, what works for and each you're person. In Luka, Orange County now. And LA. And LA. Yeah. Cause I remember you were driving around for a while. I still am. Yeah. Still is. <laughs> I am. I drive everywhere. Yeah. I, get, I drive like, yeah, that's why my back is sucking. But, uh, <clears throat> and I'm out or known for the U.S. For the U.S., for yeah. all of the U.S. Yeah, right now I am, How are which you is a lot, but... Connecting that with, like, the wave pools, is there, like, something around the wave pool thing now, too? We do like, we do like activations like... at the ranch with okay. our retailers, yeah. But I feel like now there's more wave pools being built, right? There's yeah. There's springs. I heard there's something in Oceanside. Two... They're, like, all around the world, <coughs> and there's going to be surf shops attached to those wave pools. For sure. Right? The, one, the whole region. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, at Waco. Waco's... Surf Ride manages the one at Waco, so, yeah, they're going to... Each one's going to have its own... Yeah. Like Rick Kane, somebody coming from somewhere and going to Hawaii and ripping, mm-hmm. that could happen. Yeah. yeah, you never know. Not for sure. Like I had a blast at Waco. People are like, "Oh, I didn't really." I'm like, "Dude, I, I so love fun. Waco." Yeah, like, I put on the slow one. You hey, you should do an award management day and invite us. I've done a couple of those already. Yeah, <laughs> let me know. I don't need to go for free. I just need the invite. In, I, in Texas or in Texas in yeah. Waco? Uh, yeah. So. Let's do family at uh, Dude, Surf Ranch. I signed up for the public one. I, was, I went with Eli Hanneman to um, the Stab Air Show. And I just signed up to the public um, surf session um, and surfed for an hour. I had a blast. Like, I just surfed so with like, random people, you know, just, yeah. like, just Joe Schmoes and guys. Yeah. Like, but that was early on. Were you able to pick waves off? Because it's kind of hard to pick waves off. Like, they're meaning like. What do you mean by that? Like you're in you're in order. For the waves you're, you're, <laughs> but there's guys that miss waves, you know? Like Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, so it's like do you do you No, have, no, I just went to, to the, the, the line yeah. and like, you know, three, wave, three waves three waves set. And but there's I caught so many waves in one hour session that I was like, Okay, this is like this is insane, right? This Brady's that, a like, fucking local there, Brady dude. Brady was there when I was there. <laughs> and then he was there like the week before and then the week after. I was like, dude, how do you do this? So, but, uh, but such a fun place for like a pool day but you surf and yeah. like you can hang out like right there watch everybody no it's I watched the, uh, Eli Hanneman there in the morning he landed like I think he landed like 54 errors in like one hour that's one thing about Eli 90%, 90% landing ratio that's where the technical so error different error. than like he's like 90% landing ratio at the pool so he was just going boom 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 and I filmed it I was like hey I'll film it and I'll just do my session later <laughs> we like put it up on YouTube, but it was at Waco in the morning. Wow! He had a private to himself, which was us. That's to be crazy. Nice. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's I, Any other weight pulls you got? Uh, I went to the Slater one, but I didn't surf it. I, I didn't have that um, that status. I'm just like the bottom, the bottom half. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't surfed yet either. <laughs> okay, it's kind of it's depressing though when you get there, right? No, I'm like I, I said, mean, I'm you, fine with it. Like you're stoked, you get to see it and. Mm-hmm. Firsthand and see the the wonderment of it, but then I, no, when you can't trained. surf it, you're no, like, no, oh. I've been trained from when I was traveling to the, the um, doing like event support and going to CT events and not surfing. I've been trained to just like just yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Numb to it. To surf. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't get that like yeah, super Angst. amped like you know like a Tom Resvan. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Rezzy. <laughs> yeah, Rezzy. Delete that camera old, line, bro. Oldest pro, oldest surf pro. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's pro. frothy. Like I wish I was as frothy as him. It's yeah. like, oh, dude. Like I don't. Like I'm like, hey, I'm cool. Really? kind of, but it's. Tra- I've had to train my. Like it's taking me ten years to train myself to not yeah. frothed out. 
like and be like because obviously if you're around guys and they're at an event and, yeah. and it's all about them you can't be frothing about how like right i should have surfed down the beach there's yeah. a fun peak down there i'm kind of like that <laughs> i'm like i always whatever. i always surf down the beach usually yeah. i'm not i'm not that psyched. i'm psyched just to be out get some exercise but i don't need to go prove myself because in hawaii, I was in hawaii a couple months ago and i'm like 10 foot pipe doesn't look fun with 200 guys out you know like it really doesn't like eh. it's funny though when i work out now it's, cool. though, it's like 20 minutes of like like warming up and like making sure i feel good and then like 20 minutes of working out and yeah. then like 10 15 minutes of stretching and then you're like yeah i'm good yeah it's like sometimes you see these people just wearing their bodies to the ground you're like dude like your joints are supposed yeah. to last you till you're 100 and you're you're thrashing your joints um when when uh when are we gonna get you at the uh, West Coast Board Riders? Like, I know. I've, it's on. funny because I hate. I've showed up to like two or three and just like hung out and watched, but yeah. I haven't done one. And if you're like, why don't you do them? Why don't you do them? Because I, I kind of like when I. It was a weird thing for me when I, I like hung up. Our thirties is so stacked. You you know, know you, 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 you probably you'd probably, you'd probably be hardy I, and like I make have the to cut. Qualify. Just kidding. No, not even. Brad <coughs> There's a bunch of guys on there that surf really good that surf more than me. So they, they're actually Brett, more yeah, than but we'll Nichols. Well, yeah. Nichols now is for, in the 40s, I think. You, I think you he just, need to, I think he just turned 40. You need to be part of it. You need to do it. I hate tag teams. Yeah. Tag teams, fucking, I hate them so it's much. So, this guy doesn't like, like this guy really is the best 50 and over out there, and he won't even do them. I do You're it. You don't even do them? I did one. You did one, and you saw Ross team. I support it and I like show up to it and like do it and then you still got Brandon Gilmet. Dude, Gilmet was dropping tens and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah that's so are. awesome. I'll, I'll do one. I'll do one. Where, yeah. When's the next one? Um, I don't know. March, February, like March. That. Yeah, February, another March. another month. Okay. Yeah, a month out. So what's uh, what's next for so Sean Ward? Basically, it's it's just repetition. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it, you think. You make a move and then you sign. I sign with the family and like, oh yeah, cool. Like post Instagram, everybody's stoked. But then okay, now the work starts. Like okay, yeah. Like and then obviously, you know, short term goals is Baron to make the CT. Yeah. Work on this partnership with Ruka that we just started, um, and then with Eli, it's like I'm finding him his main brand sponsor, um, which is going to be exciting. We're going to launch that pretty soon. Hopefully, it's, it's getting there. And then obviously with with Eli, it's a little more long term. He's got to still go through the QS, um, and then. Uh, basically building out my kind of like five-year plan with the family which is going to be fun yeah um and we're gonna do some really really sick shit cool. yeah and we got some stuff like that we're gonna work on like kind of thinking outside the box a little bit like brand wise um and just kind of thinking about doing the business partnerships a little different um cool. yeah so that's fun and then also trying to i think the biggest balance too you guys know this because you guys have kids and the whole thing but just trying to find the balance you know i think my thing is i've, I've been super right or left and I need to kind of find the balance. So now I'm actually starting to find like the balance and like how to balance out life yeah, and, yeah. and then fit work with life together and how it all kind of like connects. Yeah. Um, Cause, Cause you, you guys, you yeah, want to work. Jay's looking in the sky right now. He's you like, you want to work hard and, and you know, check off the boxes of accomplishments, but yeah. then you also want to yeah. live life and surf. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. why sometimes like, uh, I'll like, go and I, I like to like do some more boxing training and like, I like to just go surf for a little bit or do jujitsu sometimes like just cause it's like a way for me to kind of like, do something for myself. Yeah. Um, not like have to worry about like industry and you know, yeah, you know, it is like, it's, like, it's balance. I mean, yeah, yeah. you got to have a little me time and a little yeah. like fun time, but you know, yeah. also 
your work is your fun. So it's kind of hard not to be a workaholic and it's kind of yeah. hard not to be hands on all For the sure. time. Like I wish I could work all day every day, but then there's a side of me and we're like, I just wish I could just hang out with my kids and yeah. go surf all day. You yeah. know, like there's, mm-hmm. you just, how do you do no. both? And you know? like so right now I'm just like kind of trying to balance out like personal life with everything else and yeah. like getting like the thing going. Cool. So yeah, that's fun. And I appreciate you guys for putting yeah. this together too. Cause Thanks, this man. is sick. I got a lot of respect for you guys, you know, like, yeah. like the OG HB guys. That's funny. I surfed the pier. And don't like, know anybody and like yeah there's, i'm not eggy but i'm out there like burn a grom and he's like looking at you weird and like dude just relax bro like yeah we've paid our dues yeah, here like, boys dude, just yeah. say what's up you can have any wave you want but don't like you know just, i get i catch myself and i'm like oh wait no 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 don't yeah. be eggy, don't be eggy. just catch a couple waves and, it's like, so crazy like, that's why i don't surf the pier as much as i used to yeah yeah and i'll try and find a little peak down that was a here. rare time that i saw yeah. you yeah. I don't usually surf right there. I always surf yeah, Tower Beach, 5. Like, tower. Or... Whoa, whoa, Tower 2. Come on, Linden. Yeah. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Linden on the We go out 45 he's, minutes. He's, a couple. he's the most psyched guy out there. Though. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. But, like, if anyone, like, ever sees me or wants, like, to talk it up, I'm always super open. I'm super friendly. Yeah. You know, I catch a couple waves, I'm out, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of, like, my thing. And I, I'm a super big fan of, like, kind of like where Huntington's going as far as like now that like Brett's down there and he's revving the thing up and like being positive role model for the kids and yeah. like, cause you know how Huntington gets it can kind of go like ah, oh, like, and that's what and, that, and that's what's cool right. about the yeah. like this it's, it looks like a nice town yeah, yeah. but then like everyone, it gets like, seedy it gets seedy yeah. and then all well, the kids go down the wrong path yeah. and then like a, half the guys I grew up with that I, I didn't talk about on the podcast like they went south you yeah. Know? yeah so like there's another side and I'm sure Jay and, and oh and for sure half my right. friends went south but there's, but there's also a side of the youth where they're down there with a trainer, yeah. you know, coach, parents on the beach all day, and you're yeah. just like, yeah. there's not just one or two. Like, some there's mornings there's, like, quite a few. It's, it's overkill. And, it is. You know, not there's all those. And, and, not all, and, and, not, and, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't that, think it's going to end. There's nothing wrong with that. But the fact that, you know, you mentioned Brett and, and Brandon Gomet even on the board yeah. riders, you know, like, these guys are like, hey... Come down yeah. to events. Come yeah. hang out with us. Reach out to us. We could run like yeah, you know, sure. get a group of four or five of you together. We could do this like once or twice a week. Paying no it forward, co- you know, like yeah. just giving back and helping that next ge- next generation. Yeah. And I think you could add a lot to that as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling you out right now. You better freaking <laughs> show up. <laughs> no, but it's funny because I was doing all this stuff before there was like um, fake leg photographer. And before there was the board riders and before there was all the coaching, I was doing all this stuff. Yeah. I, just, I was at the surfing America events. I was at the NSA events. Yeah. I was working with yeah. 30 kids, but it wasn't like packaged up and put all over Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Instagram wasn't really blowing up. I was doing this stuff in 2010, yeah. 2012, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Like I was down at all these events and doing this stuff. And then I kind of had to like kind of reset my, path a little bit and For go, sure. hey, I'm, gonna, I'm kind of going to work up the ladder on the more corporate side and more kind of build up the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Lars, Lars back's freezing up. Dude, I'm hurting. You got to go? I got to go. Yeah. Well, that was an amazing conversation. Dude, epic. I knew it was going to be epic. We, how yeah. long have we been trying to lock you down? Like a long time. Six months maybe? Well, I think we talked about it, but then when I ran into Lyndon at Sushi, then yeah. we actually worked that, on it. That yeah. was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 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 But, um, but this is perfect timing because it just all the all the 
things all the things that happen with, yeah with you your athletes and your company and everything so it's all it's yeah, great we should do another one for sure we will when we have the youtube um channel up yeah yeah and then we'll do like a real like nice we'll go to hawaii and film it hey <laughs> sean ward sean ward management now with uh family v2, v2. yes um your body of work you're a hustler you ever rip. since you were uh, a kid rip out put the yourself through max out credit cards and and did the tour forever uh and then transition yourself into team management worked with o'neill and hurley and john john and then you know you're you're an american uh, american dream fucking entrepreneur that's amazing yeah hopefully yeah. Uh, inspired some people and, and yeah um, appreciate Dude, anyone who sure. actually listened to us talk for this long. Yeah. Appreciate you. I know. Thanks Congratulations. For Keep up the good work. Yes. Yes. 2020. Boom. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.